0: Thank you so very much for joining me
1: right here on Off The Script. This is your WWE Elimination Chamber 2024 host show. It is Saturday, February 24th, 2024. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, joined by my co-host and very good friend, Mr. Andrew Baydella of Tuesday Night Titans.
0: What is going on, man? Saturday. Yeah. Early. A little bit of man, Tuesday looks... on a Saturday, man. I like it. I know. Well, yeah, it's all right. It works, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. It's early. I mean, it was early this morning. But it, you know what? Um, I agree with your intro. Elimination Chamber, for the most part, was, uh, I don't know. Besides, like, getting some clarity on some things was just kind of a miss for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, was, um, it wasn't It was a bad show by any means. Uh, 50,000 people. Uh, I know you documented it, and we'll get into all the discussion. Uh, Nick Khan, Triple H, WWE, TKO. They are making these shows, these B-level shows. Uh, just as big as the A-level shows, and it definitely showed today with Optus Stadium. It was a beautiful sight to behold. They went above and beyond with fireworks, the whole the whole nine. Uh, if there's one big takeaway right at the top here with the show,
0: I thought the presentation of the show was fantastic. Oh, God. I mean, WWE does production like nobody else. The stadium looked fantastic. The crowd shots were fantastic. The only thing that Was an issue as it got later on in the night was that WWE logo on top of the chamber. You could see it kind of reflect down and kind of got like that purple blackish tint on some of the wrestlers. But other than that, I mean, you know, nobody does a spectacle like WWE. Nobody. Maybe the NFL, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, uh, it was uh, quite the show as far as forwarding some things. It was uh, a letdown in other areas, which we will talk about. Today on the post. I appreciate everybody joining us. It's one hell of a Saturday already. Uh just to go over a little bit of what I had to deal with. This fucking guy over here told me, You're really gonna go live for SmackDown. I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta I, I owe it to my fans. He's like, there's nothing happening. I'm like, I know. I'd right warning you. And then and then I get to like fucking nine fifty. I'm like, do I really wanna go live for SmackDown? So I did it anyway. We were in and out about an hour and a half. I went to sleep. I maybe got two hours of sleep. Alarm was set for 4 30. Got up, made 37 ounces of a pot of coffee. It's all gone. And then uh, on the couch. And it's just weird, man, watching the goddamn fucking sunrise. And you're watching pro wrestling. And then you're watching a pro wrestling show where the sun is setting. I'm like, what fucking
0: dimension am I in, man? Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, we got up at like four here. I I got up at like 345, showered, did a nice plunge. And then, uh, yeah, got some coffee brewing and then watched it. And it was, you know. What I don't like about Peacock is you cannot like you know if you wanted to start it at like six my time which is three hours into the pay per view two hours into the ple you can't do that anymore they don't allow you you have to wait till the show ends and then they've re put it on Peacock which to me is a miss so
1: yeah that's awful the old WWE network was not like that you could just uh, rewind what you uh, kind of just walk into so even if it's late. Uh, but yeah, it's tough, and I appreciate my UK fans, uh, my overseas fans. I don't know how you fucking do it every every week. Yeah, imagine, imagine, tough. imagine waiting up till three o'clock in the morning to watch a Monday night RAW during the Vince no. era, man. I don't know how you guys did it. Yeah, no, <laughs> unbelievable. No, but anyway, we're gonna get into the entire show quickly. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at JD from NY206 at Andrew Baydala on X. Make sure you guys go do that. We were live on Tuesday with another great discussion of uh, Tuesday Night Titans episode 36. Go check that out. If you guys want us uh, on the regular every week, that is our show on Tuesday night. If you guys missed the SmackDown post, which nothing really big happened except Ron Breaker's debut uh, in a ring against Dante Chen last night. He looked very good. Go check that out. That was uh, streamed last night. And then uh, I don't know what I'm doing for the rest of the weekend. I may actually just take the rest of the weekend off. Because there really isn't anything big happening until Monday, which officially begins the five-week road to WrestleMania. So, we're going to get into that next week. But please make sure you guys hit that subscribe button as well. We got 2,000 in here. People still filing on in. I know other creators are going live uh, around this time. I put it at 1230, right in the middle of everything. Some people are going live at 12. Some people push their streams back to 1. But we are here, and we appreciate you guys joining us. And then, obviously, hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a 1,000 likes, and the Super Chats are open. Whatever you guys felt about tonight's show, Drew and I want to hear. Get them
0: on in. We will hang out at the end of the show. And like no always, does man. It like us. So, I mean, I with all due respect to everybody, there's plenty of content for yeah. everybody. There's plenty of space for everybody, but no one's going to do this like us. No,
1: not at all. Uh, like usual, man, on Tuesday nights, I will leave it up to you to uh, get the ball rolling here. What do you want to talk about right out of the gate here for the Elimination Chamber? Uh, and the biggest takeaway for the show tonight?
0: I think we should talk about the hot button topic right now, and that's Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody kind of stated that, you know, he wants to end all this madness with The Rock. And it seemed like, and I saw your tweet, you know, he wants to go one on one with The Rock. And Seth, you know, kind of stepped in and said, oh, you know, you'll never be alone and stuff like that. But I could tell you this right now Roman's not working twice. No, Rock's not working twice. I highly doubt Seth is working twice. Um, and I I don't know where they go with this Rock Roman stuff or, or you know the Rock the Rock Cody stuff. I really don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess we could pick it up from that because it wasn't a match; it was more of a segment. And it's the biggest talking point coming out of the show tonight. Uh, I think the Chamber matches were pretty predictable as far as the outcome. I think there was a little unpredictability there with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, but yeah, you, you and I have been saying that for weeks. It's either one of those two guys, and then Becky Lynch. I think you you put it perfectly on Tuesday. Uh, the women's match was much more predictable. They were not going to yeah. go and do two very predictable matches, so they gave you a little bit of a tease at the end. of The men's and the women's was very predictable. I don't think anybody thought Becky Lynch wasn't winning that match. But um, as far as this Cody stuff, I want to go over some of the key points that he said here in this Grayson Waller effect, We got a great reaction being that it's his home country. Uh, he felt very comfortable there. He drank beer out of a shoe. They call it a shoe. I don't, I don't understand that. Do you, do you know, any, know any backstory on that, that? that whole tradition there? Why do they do it, and does it make the— beer tastes better to them i don't know what the whole deal i
0: i highly doubt the beer tastes better um it's a i don't i don't know um it's a it's a strange thing but i know it was like a symbol in the early 20th century of like i i want to say like acceptance or like i i don't know i you could i i'm not drinking from a shoe
1: no hopefully that was a new shoe it looked like a new shoe or maybe it was the guy maybe it was the shoes that the guy was wearing there i don't know he looked fucking toasted I know that,
0: you know, like drinking from I know this from my military background, um, that drinking from shoes was like a military thing back in Germany. My dad told me that. But other than that, and they were boots. So I don't know where like I really don't know why or how this started. But I mean, yeah, no, no, thanks. Yeah, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I don't even think I'll try it. But uh, if I'm ever down there one of these days, I don't know. Maybe I will. But uh, he did drink from a shoe. Did Grayson Waller. He got in the ring. And Cody was there with Seth. The biggest thing from Seth Drew was he did say that as of this week, in a few days, he will be medically cleared to get back into in-ring competition. And he's He's already cleared. He's been walking pretty well uh, for the weeks leading up to this show. And I think the whole rumor is you you touched upon it just a little bit ago. Everybody is predicting this tag team match. And we went over it on Tuesday, how this thing does not make sense. Uh, I don't know why, as far as Seth Rollins is concerned, why you would want to throw him into a tag team match and then have him defend that title, which is now going to be a match against Drew McIntyre. So you you have Rollins wrestling on night one and night two coming off of an injury that could have derailed him
0: for an entire year. I I don't think that's the right move, and I don't see that happening. You know, again, Seth's cleared. Um, I mean, whether or not, you know, he's going to get the stamp of of approval, quote-unquote, for TV or anything else like that. You know, that's all, you know, on WWE's medical staff. But I can tell you right now that Seth's feeling fine and he's okay. The way he's bouncing around the past couple of weeks, even at the WrestleMania press conference it, or the kickoff, it just seemed to me like Seth was good to go then. And now it's more evident. Um, I do not have Seth wrestle twice. I don't have this tag match at WrestleMania either because it just no. doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I get it makes sense, you know, storyline wise, but you're risking... The Rock, who never wrestles twice, let alone in a month. No offense, Roman. I mean, I, I'm, I've am i been one of your biggest supporters in terms of that because you're an attraction, but let alone now you're going to have him wrestle twice at WrestleMania? No way. Yeah. No, I don't see that happening. And I think, no way. That,
1: I, I think that's a mistake for WWE and Seth Rollins. But Cody's in there with Grayson Waller. He asks everybody what he wants to talk about or what they want to talk about. Waller said, uh, listen, it's my show, and I have to stop you for a brief moment. I need you to acknowledge the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. So people booed. Uh, Waller then turned his his attention to Seth Rollins. He asked him who he wants to face at WrestleMania. Rollins said the Chamber match is stacked. And then he gave his uh, inside scoop about him being medically cleared. He's ready to go. Whoever wins the Chamber, I got news for him. Rollins says they don't stand the chance. And uh, that's basically when it turned to Cody. Uh, He asked Cody if he thinks he's selfish taking the Rock versus Roman Reigns away from everyone. Uh, We got Rocky sucks chance. Obviously, everybody was pro Cody here. Cody says he's actually a fan of Dwayne. Seth acted like he, you know, he'd just been um, kind of, you know, jump-scared at that moment. He kind of, you know, sarcastically jumped back. Rhodes ran through a list of things. Rock might call him if he were there. Cody crybabies, uh, you know, he went over all, all the rock shtick. You know, talks about pie, Rudy Pooh, sticking things up people's asses. Cody asked if there are any in Perth. Cody crybabies. Obviously, the, the crowd popped. And we got loud Cody chants. Cody said if Rock was there, he wouldn't want to talk about why Cody stepped out of the main event, only to step right back in. I'm going to stop there. Cody said if Rock were there, he wouldn't want to talk about why Cody stepped out of the main event, only to step right back in. I I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to talk about that. It's the most glaring, over-fucking-booked piece-of-shit aspect of this entire angle going into WrestleMania. I I I know we're not getting it, but... No, you will. Something's got to get something's got to be said, bro.
0: No, you will. You will get. um, Well, I I think that's the whole reason why Cody brought this up. I think Cody is going. The reason they brought that up is, you know, maybe Rock and Cody finally tell you what was said. And maybe that's the genesis of what happens and why maybe they have a singles match. I could see The Rock having a singles match with Cody at WrestleMania on night one. I could easily see Cody Rhodes working both nights at WrestleMania. Uh, Cody has been a workhorse and a stallion ever since he came back from his pectoral muscle uh, injury, I believe back in what was it like June Yeah, or yeah. So, you know, when he had that and then came back last year or yeah, this last year at the Royal rumble. So yeah, I think Cody's going to work twice. That's the way to go. Cody rock rock kind of softens Cody up. Maybe even shakes the rocks hand. Rock extends the olive branch to Cody at the end of that match. And that starts to get the, Hey, what are you doing, man? You're with us. No screwing of Cody at WrestleMania, but I think that's where we're headed. Yeah. We'll get to
1: that aspect in a second, because it does lead into what we uh, talked about on Tuesday with your, uh, your idea, building this long-term story between rock and Roman. Uh, Waller then called the rock, the people's champ roads, just, uh, you know, goes and does what he's told, says Grayson Waller. Cody claimed that to be the people's champion, you have to have the respect of the people. And Cody laid out a challenge. This was the biggest part of the entire evening to me. Cody laid out a challenge to face The Rock one-on-one, anytime, any place. So Rock will be and has already been advertised for SmackDown on Friday. Roman is not, so hopefully Rock, starting the real road to WrestleMania here, does say something in regards to this on Friday night. Seth Rollins then goes on and says, and he puts his hand on Cody's shoulder, and he says, when it comes to the bloodline, nothing is ever one-on-one. When that match happens, Rhodes won't be going at it alone. And that's what a lot of people are hanging on to, Drew. Uh, the fact that this tag team match could take place at WrestleMania. I think everybody's kind of under the assumption that it it will. I don't think it won't. I, I think it won't. And uh, for the reasons that we've talked about, obviously with Seth Rollins, you know, Roman's not going to wrestle twice if he doesn't have to. Rock is certainly not wrestling twice. And then the whole aura of Cody and Roman being in the ring on night one, only to be in the ring at, at night two, kind of takes away from that huge main event, main event aspect of them being in the ring for the world championship on Sunday. There's a lot going against it. And if Rock wants to do it, we got backlash coming up, another international PLE, Saudis coming up. You could do it at one of those shows. They're going to need a major main event. You know, I, I don't know where they go, yeah, but and- certainly, certainly not WrestleMania.
0: And night one, you could have Seth in Cody's corner and Roman could be, you know, just with the rock representing the bloodline in rock in rock's corner. I just don't see WWE take, and they could, don't get me wrong. We could sit here, you know, five to six days from now, seven days from now and be like, well, we were wrong. But if you're asking me what, how I think this goes down, I think it's just a one-on-one with Cody and rock. And I think you have the other men in the corners uh, because you're really running a risk. Even if Roman and Cody or Roman and Seth don't do a heavy lifting in that tag match. If something happens, um, you're really running a risk. And also, I know WWE is riddled with injuries right now. We'll touch on Orton. Don't know if he's going to be all right or not finish the match. But you do not uh, run the risk of having your biggest main event for Sunday being potentially ruined. And Roman doesn't work. He doesn't do double duty ever. I just don't see it. I don't.
1: Yeah, I I I once upon a time pitched that uh, we do that wrestling uh, twice. Hold that whole ordeal with Roman. Uh, you know, you look back at it, it's probably uh, a fantasy booking scenario. I mean, he wrestled how many times last year defending that title? Five, six times. You want him to wrestle twice on, on one weekend? It's like it's like uh, against his uh, his motto, basically. But as far as Cody and Rock, does that match have any implication on what happens on Sunday? We're looking at a. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Triple H situation where he's got to beat Rock to get to Roman? Does, does Rock use his power now as a, a board member to basically say, hey, you know, you ruined this match. You and your crybabies ruined this match. Now I'm going to use my power, and I'm going to go above and beyond Triple H's power. I'm going to throw my weight around and say, you know what? You don't beat me. You don't get Roman, and the bloodline takes the night off on night two. Are they, are they leading to something like that where Cody's got to fight his way into night two against Roman?
0: I mean, that's the way I would go with it. I just, the, the Rollins inclusion is strange. Like, you know, we're not, if it's not a tag match, Rollins wants to help fight the bloodline. Cool. But Rollins is now in a program with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So unless that gets sped up and Rollins happens to lose the world heavyweight championship before we get to WrestleMania via Damian Priest or something to that expect, cool. But the Rollins inclusion is like the monkey wrench in all of this. You know, Cody versus rock makes sense. Rollins is, you know, forcefully making his way into this storyline because of what he said about the bloodline, how he wants to be with Cody's partner and Cody's friend and ally. So that stinks in my opinion, not stinks in terms of storyline wise, just Seth wanting to be involved stinks. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But I, I don't want this tag match at WrestleMania. I don't, I'd rather see rock and Cody one-on-one.
1: Yeah, I would, uh, I would like to see that take place myself, Uh, As far as the rest of the segment, Grayson Waller, uh, he started uh, saying he's got another scoop, and then Austin Theory cut him off, and Austin Theory ran through Rock's catchphrases, Rollins laughed at him, they kind of beat him up at the end of all this thing, Cody gave him a Cody cutter, Seth gave him a stomp, and Waller just watched it all happen, Uh, that was a little strange to me at the end of this segment, you know, I I think highly of Austin Theory. I, I think you do as well. He's a, he looks fantastic. He's not bad in the ring at all. He's just got no fucking character. But man, what what a uh, it was almost like he was the tail end of a joke here. It's like they they just cast him off as like the fucking comedy guy, the joke guy in this segment. It's like it's like when are they going to start taking this guy seriously? I mean, a lot of people say he's the future of the company and yada 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 as far as Austin Theory is concerned. But my my god, man. It, he's he's not even a focal point in anything going into WrestleMania. Does that feel a little off to you or no?
0: Yeah. Well, if you really go back and take a look at this, I said it when me and my son and my friend uh, were watching this here this morning, I said, man, what a fall from grace. I mean, you know, he's obviously in the mix here with two of the biggest superstars, arguably in the business right now. But if you go back and look at theory stuff at WrestleMania 38, he had Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Pat McAfee, and himself. Yeah. In a ring. And then the next year he took on John Cena. You don't, I mean, who gets bigger than that? No. It was the first match we saw at WrestleMania last year. And he beat John Cena in 10 minutes. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I know, you know, this was before all the Vince allegations came out. And when you're in the ring with Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you could wipe out Vince now, but you're in the ring with Steve Austin and John Cena. And you're doing nothing at WrestleMania right now. Maybe you're taking on Grayson Waller. Yeah, I I don't know if they've soured on Austin Theory, but yeah, I'm surprised. Because Theory can work, but maybe they just feel like he hasn't been able to put everything else together.
1: Yeah, uh, I found that to be a little strange. And some people in the chat, oh, he's not the future of the company. He absolutely is. He's like 25 years old. Like, what what are you guys talking about? I mean, guys, you you don't
0: look like that and then are not the future of the company. Give me a fucking break. And he's hysterical counting his ribs while Cody's coming out and stuff like that. And guys (laughs) and girls in the chat we know we look tired. We got up for y'all so that we could watch the show live and review it. So we know we look tired, but thank you for reminding us. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know what I'm doing after this stream. I may just go right back to bed for all I know. I have three football games um, at six, seven and eight uh, back to back to back. So I might take a nap myself. There you
1: go. Uh, I appreciate you guys being here. Drew appreciate you guys being here. Uh, As far as this, uh, this Cody rock Roman Seth Rollins situation we did talk about it on Tuesday. I just want to give you guys a refresher. I don't think Seth is turning on Cody. For all the people that have mentioned that in their fantasy realm, I don't see that happening. Explain.
0: I, Stop right there. Why? Seth turning on Cody? Yeah, why? I mean, it fits, right? I mean, I mean, it,
1: I mean, it fits, but he's got nothing. And Cody's going to beat Roman. So what does, what, what, what does it do, Seth, to turn on Cody if the whole point of his promo was you got to beat Roman? Like everybody me, wants him to beat Roman. So if you, you're going to screw him out and not
0: beat Roman, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, let me break this down for you real quick. And yes, I know there's a terrible glare. I can't get up guys. I'm sorry. I actually tried fixing it before. <laughs> I understand. I understand. He's, get, I mean, he's, I don't, get, he's getting a fucking suntan while live. Streaming, yeah. Right? I mean, there's that, I, we put the shade down. It's coming from like the far end of my office. The office is long. So it is what it is. Um, any
1: more complaints in the chat, please. Right. We'll fucking make a list. Okay.
0: <laughs> Um listen, here's the deal. Cody chose Roman over Seth. Strike 1. Seth wanted Cody bad, okay? Here's the other thing. Cody has always beaten Seth and has always gotten the spotlight from Seth. Even when Seth was the world champion, Cody was the focal point of Monday Night Raw. Strike 2. Seth Rollins has never beaten Roman Reigns in terms of like since Roman became Roman, okay? Heel Roman, Bloodline Roman unstoppable force, Roman head of the table, Roman. Yeah. And now Cody's going to get that opportunity. I think, I think we're giving Seth Rollins too much credit because Seth raw needs a heel bad. Drew McIntyre is great. No problem. but raw needs a a big bad heel and drew McIntyre is not the only heel that they need. So I think that Seth could turn on Cody eventually. Does it happen at WrestleMania? Not sure. Does it happen at backlash? Not sure but keep your your friends close and your enemies closer i would not mind it happening
1: after cody beats roman because if he if he screws rome if he screws cody before he gets to roman it defeats the whole purpose of everything he set up until this point that's my point like he 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 specifically said you gotta beat roman because the wwe after wrestlemania is gonna be a dark age for the wwe and roman's gonna hold the title forever and the bloodline's gonna get bigger and The two-headed beast of the bloodline now with the rock there. It's going to go back and just bite them in the ass. So I don't think they could do that at WrestleMania in Philly, but I see where you're going. I wouldn't mind that if Rollins lost the championship and then wanted to just kind of come to his senses all of a sudden
0: and say, hey, fuck this guy. You know, I like it, but... It's never been the plan, too. Seth was supposed to take on Punk. Punk was supposed to win the Elimination Chamber. So this whole Drew McIntyre thing was not the plan. The Rock... And going heel was not the plan. No matter what newsletter or major figurehead wants to tell you, major media journalist, it's not. I've, you know, I've talked with Sean Ross Sapp, I've talked with a bunch of other people who are in the know. And we have all, J.D. said it too. We've all agreed that this was not a work.
1: No, it's not a work. And people still leave me comments on all my videos. Oh, you guys got worked. No, we didn't. No, you guys got worked. Thinking that it was a work. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Um, anyway. At the end of all this, I don't think Seth is turning on Roman init- or, or uh, Cody, rather, initially. I don't think Rock is turning on Roman either. That was another discussion. Uh, I don't think that's happening. Too soon. I think we it's too soon. And Drew and I very well documented on Tuesday that Rock and Roman being together is where the money is. There's no reason to break them up now or cause dissension now when the whole plan coming out of Philly is to do this match potentially at WrestleMania 41. So why would you want to rush that and then blow through everything right away. Let it marinate a little bit. Let's get some fucking brand warfare here. Let's get Bloodline growing. Maybe we get two separate Bloodlines. Maybe, you know, we get Bloodline versus Team Triple H, and he assembles a team of people that need to fight for the right of the company. I don't know. I like that aspect, that people are jumping the gun here. Yo, Rock, with all his clues on SmackDown two weeks ago, he's he going to
0: turn on Roman. No, he's not. That don't
1: even yeah, make guys,
0: sense. Guys and girls, there's a lot of meat on this bone. Yeah. You know? Like, are you willing to... Just eat, like I'll use chicken, for example. We'll get real in-depth You're just going to eat the breast and throw the rest away? Like, that's what we're doing with this Rock Roman thing? You yeah. just want to have it for a month? There's another <laughs> breast on that chicken. There's two wings. There's two drummies. There's thighs. Let's eat the whole bird. Then throw out the carcass. I mean, it's early. There's a lot of meat on this bone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that was the big thing coming out of the chamber. Uh, I know we didn't get answers, and I'm a very, uh, listen, I've been more patient with this. In the last week or two, uh, than most people I've gotten a lot of hate and I've come under fire from fucking people on uh, social media and in the comment section. Give it time. They don't need to explain everything. You know, they're, they're going to get to it. there's seven weeks left to go, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, guys, but, you know, we're, we're already looking at, you know, uh, zero balls and two strikes here. Cody didn't explain why he gave his shot to to, to the Rock in the first place. And then we didn't get Rock mentioning anything that Triple H literally said a week prior to his promo a couple of weeks back. So what what are we doing? Like, we need an explanation as of Friday or Monday from Cody something. So this is the week. If I don't get any explanations, man, I'm not really holding my breath for any explanations going into WrestleMania because it seems like they don't know where the fuck they want to go themselves.
0: And I just, again, like you said, let it marinate. I'm And I just don't, like, why do we want this to implode? Like, everyone's on social media. Everyone's on this and that talking about how this is, man, this heel rocks the greatest. I love this alliance. And I love this allegiance of the bloodline. And who's the leader and who's not? There's so much to turn left and right with. You One month. We're done. Thank you very much. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. no. Imagine ending everything at WrestleMania. All right, guys, on to the next thing, man. The fuck are you guys doing, man? Right, and I mean, you know, I I thought Seth would be taking time off after WrestleMania. It doesn't look like he's going to be in any position to do that because of the injuries. So there's that's maybe the thing that they they focus in on is Seth's turn. It's like you go to
1: Rock. it's like you go to Peter Luger's fucking steakhouse, man. You order a fucking beautiful meal. You take a one, one bite of the steak. All right, you know I'm done, man. Where's the chair Yeah, right.
0: All right, <laughs> this was very good. You cooked it just the way I wanted it. Now take it away. Come on, why? guys,
1: that don't make any sense whatsoever. Hopefully we get our answers from Cody on Monday, Rock on Friday. He's announced for SmackDown, and uh, Drew and I will keep you uh, afloat of whatever's going on via this storyline. But the road to WrestleMania is paved. It's looking like we're getting Cody versus Rock at WrestleMania because that's the only place I could see that taking place. Not at Backlash, not in Saudi. I don't know why we're uh, building a match and making reference to a match that may happen two months from now. So it make sense. Now is the time to do it, so we'll figure it out in the next five weeks. Elimination Chamber, we started the show off with, and like you said, they started the, the chamber off with the women, and uh, Drew broke the news before the show even started that Rhea and uh, Naya were going to close the show, which I was surprised by, but I, seeing the reaction that Rhea got, I wasn't surprised. But uh, Becky Lynch, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Raquel Rodriguez... Open the show, women's elimination chamber match. I'll start with you, Drew. What was your biggest takeaway here? Obviously, everybody's uh, raving about Tiffany Stratton's uh, performance in this thing. And uh, Becky Lynch won it. Not really a surprise to anybody. But what was your biggest takeaway?
0: Um, I would say the amount of eliminations Liv Morgan got here was interesting. Um, I would say my biggest takeaway, obviously, is what we're doing, which is Becky and Rhea at WrestleMania because I have a funny feeling that where we're headed is Rhea Ripley beating Becky Lynch at WrestleMania and Becky Lynch raising Rhea's hand, a full face turn for Rhea and kind of the passing of the torch. Cause Becky had her moment at 35 where she was like solidified as like yeah. the person here. And Becky has a young child. Maybe she wants to be more present or kind of take the part-time schedule stuff. I don't know. Maybe she wins at WrestleMania, but the way I'm starting to see things here is Becky was the perfect person, the perfect opponent for Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania because Rhea has pretty much climbed every mountain. And now she gets to go one-on-one with the man who will bring out the absolute best in her at WrestleMania, her being Rhea Ripley. And I think we're going to see the passing of the torch in that match.
1: I don't see how it makes sense for Becky to beat Rhea. At WrestleMania, just creatively. I mean, you gave uh, a real-life perspective there. That could very well be the case. I just don't see it creatively how it makes sense because we've obviously gotten heel Judgment Day, and then yeah. with the whole inclusion of R-Truth, they're kind of in-betweeners now, and then R-Truth was beaten up by Judgment Day. But the one thing that I've noticed on Raw, Drew, is that Rhea Ripley has not been present with Judgment Day for the last couple of weeks, and it looks like they may be on their way to turning her into a babyface like you mentioned, that oh, would actually help. That that would actually facilitate that if Becky does uh, kind of endorse Rhea Ripley at the end of WrestleMania. But we went through heel Rhea this year, and I think we go through babyface Rhea in, in in the rest of 2024. Which I feel like everybody knows this is the biggest match you can do right now. I just feel like next year they're building towards Rhea and Bianca. Yeah,
0: and I think again, I think that's the perfect way to go. Yeah. I think they're they're looking at Rhea as like, okay, she is what Becky Lynch was. Five years ago. Yeah. She is top of the mountain, basically unbeatable. She's our male or female version of Roman reigns. And let's keep her that way. I don't see Rhea losing that championship anytime soon. The way to take the championship off of Rhea truthfully is a cash in when she's least expecting, because it doesn't make her look after she's been, you know, a grueling match like that match with Nia Jax. um, That type of stuff is the way to take the championship off of Rhea and still keep her strong. But she is going to roll through WrestleMania, I believe, as your world champion. And again, the two biggest things from this was the winner, which was Becky Lynch, which I loved. And the fact of, I mean, Liv Morgan was kind of pushed to the moon here in this match. She had some heavy eliminations in terms of, like, who she beat. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, My biggest takeaway, Liv, Liv looked good. I think that was probably the best
1: I've seen of Liv in many months. Uh, but Tiffany Stratton to me was the uh, the eye opener here. To me, no surprise. I mean, I've been high on Tiffany ever since that match with Becky at No Mercy in that uh, that street fight that they had. Oh, I think she's winning the Money in the Bank. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, it's just it fits her perfectly. She's got that Barbie uh, character. She's got that just over the top cockiness about her. I mean, it just fits her to a T. And that's what the Money in the Bank briefcase is for. Heels like that. Yeah. But the the the, the star-making performance that she had tonight, I said this on social media during the the show after the match was over. You know, if, if I told you that was Tiffany Stratton's first Elimination Chamber match, you know, you, you'd
0: probably be like, really? Uh, yeah, that was her first Elimination Chamber. Sh-. She was
1: in there like she wrestled fucking 10 Elimination Chambers.
0: Right, and that's the biggest thing. There was two things that I saw from this. Tiffany was made before she stepped into that chamber. She was yeah. over with the crowd at the press conference. She's been over at the live events and the television uh, shows when she was on them SmackDown. So when she gets going, forget about it. Liv was made as a player in this one as well, which was important. This is why WWE continues to thrive because they tell stories and build people piece by piece by piece, and they tell almost two to three stories in one. Becky and Rhea now. Rhea's big test. She's going to beat the man. You had Liv kind of reascend, and Tiffany has arrived. Think about that. In one match. Now, Naomi and... Bianca, Bianca had a strong showing, but those two are your question marks out of this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just to give you guys an idea about what happened tonight with Tiffany Stratton, the same thing happened at Backlash last year with Io and Bianca. These international crowds, they are always crowds that go against the traditional American crowd. Bianca is over here. When Bianca wrestled Io at Backlash in Puerto Rico, Io was fucking mega over, more over than Bianca. Same thing happened here. People were more loud for Tiffany Stratton than they were for Becky Lynch in this match, and when Tiffany got eliminated by Liv Morgan, who is a babyface in her own right, the crowd booed. So, I mean, the, the 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 international crowds, I mean, they 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 love the the unknown. I I, I don't know how else to put it. They, they want the underdog here. They want the new up and comer. I think they're tired of the same old, same old, and that's what you got with Tiffany Stratton tonight. Well, they they well, were yeah. pro Tiffany.
0: Let me uh, explain something to a lot of the guys and girls here, and maybe even you. I think you do know this, but if you don't, then you know more information to you. This is why Vince McMahon and the old regime never came to international events because you guys yeah. who live here and go to these events go against the grain. This is why WrestleMania, they could sell you down a freaking river about how the time change and everything else like that. That has nothing to do with it. The time difference, nothing. They don't like the uncontrollable. That's why when they would go to the garden, it would be for a November or a rumble. And Vince always had a soft spot for the garden, but the garden always cheered heels as well for the most part. And if you're over in MSG in New York, then you were over in WWE and Vince McMahon's eyes. The reason WWE stayed away from international pay-per-views and even a WrestleMania is because it's completely unpredictable who they're going to boo and cheer for. And WWE does not like that. The old guard, the new guard doesn't care. You want to cheer them here? Go for it. Triple H is almost like when Vince McMahon had no choice in 97 but to keep going to Canada because Brett and them were selling massive tickets and getting insane reactions. Then they were getting booed in the States. It was perfect. Triple H in the new regime, Nick Khan, is just looking to make money. Yeah, They don't care who you cheer and boo
1: for. That is an that is an excellent point. And if uh, you guys are not really familiar with what we do, that's, uh, that's one of the best uh, pieces of analysis that I think we've had in 37 episodes. So that is absolutely on point fact. And, uh, I'm glad the new regime is, the new regime is changing that because, I mean, look, look at the fucking presentation of tonight's show. I mentioned in the beginning, I mean, this is, that crowd was, I mean, I don't like the open air stadium. I think it kind of dumbs down the crowd. I thought they could have been a little bit louder because of the, uh, open air, but I mean, the whole thing, just going to a stadium like that for this, for this type of show I mean, that's unheard of. I don't think Vince would have ever, in his wildest dreams,
0: thought, yeah, let me take the Elimination Chamber to Australia in front of 50,000 people. Right. And let's think about this, too. I would say one of the most memorable moments of last year was Bad Bunny's entrance in Puerto Rico. And it was because of the crowd. The crowd makes things, it amplifies things to... 20, 30, 40, 50 times what it normally would be. So Rhea Ripley was coming into this as a heel, quote unquote, a bad guy or girl. And we everybody knew she wasn't going to get that type of reaction. And what WWE did was they slowly, the new regime slowly went away from that. Wasn't seen with Judgment Day. Had massive reactions at the press conference. Was kind of leaning into being, a good guy. It was almost like the tweener stuff. WWE is very smart. The new regime is not going to jam stuff down your throat and they're going to allow you to cheer and boo who you want because at the end of the day, if you spend your money on tickets, a t-shirt or get up at 4am like us, they're happy.
1: It's also the same reason why Vince basically killed the aura of the raw after WrestleMania. He fucking hated that crowd. Absolutely hated it. You saw what he did last year with it. He blew that shit up to a point where we fucking voted that thing on cagematch.net. I don't take it as a as a big uh example, but they rated that show the lowest rated show in WWE history. That's how bad it was.
0: So again, JD is spot on. I have been backstage for Raw's after WrestleMania, and Vince hated, hated that crowd. <laughs> I Because he could not control them. There was no way to control. There was no camera cuts. There was no way to mute them without saying uh, the crowd without being inauthentic. So there's a lot of things that Vin- Vince did not like the uncontrollable. That's why he's a billionaire. Unfortunately, he is a uh, piece of garbage human being, it seems. So, yeah, but Vince hated the uncontrollable.
1: Imagine, imagine uh, just to give you guys another example, you remember when Roman beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania? That Monday Night Raw promo where he said, uh, it's my yard now, man. It was eight minutes of sh- mm-hmm. sheer hatred. I, I could just feel Vince seething backstage. Like, this is my baby face. Look what they're doing to him. That's why he ruined Raw after many. That moment right there.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was that. He hated beach balls, and he also... <laughs> I- plus i I remember cesaro right i remember one time i don't know which mania it was after but like he never understood the fandango thing from what i was told so and there was a raw after mania i think it was jersey where the crowd was just doing it the whole goddamn show ridiculous anyway
1: uh tiffany stratton was a standout here uh the match started with becky and naomi they had a little back and forth started slow and then i'll give liv credit As soon as Liv and Tiffany got in there, things started to pick up to a point where I'm like, all right, now this is starting to feel like an Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Naomi and Becky started slow, kind of feeling each other out. Stratton came in number three. Naomi came in at number four. uh, Or uh, Liv, rather, came in at number four. So all four women were in the ring there. Liv Morgan came in, and she went right after Tiffany Stratton because Tiffany beat her on Friday night, uh, which was a taped episode of SmackDown. So she was going right back at Tiffany and throwing her into the pods back and forth so Liv they got this thing about Liv Morgan where she's like uh unhinged or 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 extreme I don't really know if I buy that entire that entire gimmick for Liv Morgan she looks a little bit too sweet for me to be unhinged I don't know
0: What do you think about that Yeah um Again you know there's a lot of things from this women's chamber match I think they did well a, a couple of them I thought were missed that was one of them and I didn't you know Naomi kind of looked uh, they didn't give her any sort of like moments no uh, you know you just had her return you know you could have Liv Morgan doesn't need to beat two people she be, could beat one that's fine I mean we're getting nitpicky here but give Naomi a little bit of steam you know yeah she's got nothing I don't even know what nothing. she does going
1: into Wrestlemania but
0: um... and Bianca's bulletproof She's yeah. bulletproof yeah, for yeah, the that's... most part
1: you know But Naomi's not. No, nothing's going to happen to Bianca. But uh, Becky Lynch took Stratton, hit an exploder into the cage, and then put a disarm her on Stratton, but Stratton got away. Morgan grabbed uh, Stratton, hit a stomp. Naomi then hit a blockbuster off of the pod, one of the pods, onto Liv Morgan, which was one of the highlights of the match. Stratton then grabbed Naomi right after that and immediately pinned Naomi. So not only was that a smart move by Tiffany, showing you how smart she is as an in-ring performer taking advantage of Naomi like that. But Naomi taking the first pinfall here, like drew said, they don't really have anything for Naomi. She was in there to eat a pin from the most newest superstar to the roster, here, Tiffany Stratton. So what does that say about Naomi? What does that say about Tiffany
0: Stratton? Yeah, they obviously see a lot. of, And it was, don't get me wrong. It's the right call. The women worked their tails off in this one too. Um, I thought that the match came off very well, but, um, you know, it seems like they have big plans for Tiff, which they should. But if I'm Naomi, I'm kind of asking, like, hey, um, you know, I know I just came back, happy to be here, but what what's my plan for WrestleMania? Maybe it's the women tag team championships, that's cool and all, but did we really need to bring me back just to beat me like this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and uh tell everybody that she'd
1: be better off in TNA because she's not, but creatively, she was a big fish in a small pond there. Now she's back in WWE, and it seems like we're going right back to the same thing before she left WWE. And I hope that's not the case.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, maybe this is something where they're like, all right, you know, you split with your buddy. Um, let's earn your stripes. Let's yeah. earn your way back, which she doesn't need to, but you know, who knows? I don't know. I just, again, I'm very, being very nitpicky. I thought the match was very, very good. For I thought it was better Jamie. than the men's
1: match. To be honest with you.
0: A hundred percent. I know a lot. We'll get into that, but yeah, I just wish that there was more of shine. If you want to, for Naomi yeah. for me. Raquel Rodriguez came in
1: next. Uh, she was the oddball here. Uh, she was uh, basically the one that stuck out to me like a sore thumb. She didn't belong there. She just came back. They just added her because of her uh, obviously sheer size, and she's a uh, you know she's uh, a strong woman in there. So they put her in there. And after throwing Lynch into the cage, she grabbed Stratton, threw her into the cage. Rodriguez and Morgan were going at it in the ring. Lynch clipped Rodriguez's leg. So. Everybody piled on Rodriguez. Uh, Bianca Belair was the final entrant in this match, and she went right after Tiffany Stratton, throwing her into the pod as she entered the ring. So Tiffany was laying uh, in a heap there uh, in the pod when Bianca Belair came in. Drew and I talked about this. I've been saying this for a couple weeks now, and I see some other podcasters in the community start uh, picking up on this, uh, especially with what I said about Tiffany And Bianca at WrestleMania, I see some other podcasters now picking up on Drew's idea, because it was basically brought to the forefront on TNT uh, of Nia and Jade at WrestleMania. We're going to have two women's matches at WrestleMania for the championships, which are already determined. The other two women's matches, I would feel, are Tiffany, Bianca, Nia, and Jade. And those two things, Drew, we've talked about extensively on this show.
0: I think you're going to get, I think this might be the first WrestleMania. I'd have to go back and look, but I think you're going to get five women's matches spread across two nights. Yeah. Um, I truly believe you're going to get Naya and Jade. And I think Naomi and Bianca might become allies and try and win the women's tag team championship. If not, then Bianca could easily have a singles match with Tiff. Like you said, but for me, um, I don't do that to Tiff and I don't do it to Bianca. I know I said Bianca's bulletproof, but Tiff just got here. Um, To beat Bianca is like beating Charlotte Flair at your first WrestleMania. You just, I don't, I don't know, you know, we need to go that far this, this quick.
1: Yeah. I don't really know how, uh, how important WWE takes Bianca's Belair's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. I mean, do they look at that as a big deal? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. But uh, she went right after Tiffany Stratton, which gave me uh, a little bit uh, of a, all right, maybe they may do that at WrestleMania. Uh, We'll see what happens there. But I could also see Belair and Naomi teaming up against damage control because Belair has a history with damage control. Uh, Belair hit a delayed vertical suplex on Lynch, which looked great. She was doing, uh, I don't know, she was doing squats in there or she was doing leg lifts in there with Becky on her shoulder, which looked great. She took out Stratton with a spine buster, Belair, Rodriguez. They went face-to-face. Uh, They ended up on the outside where Rodriguez went for a vertical suplex, but Bianca springboarded off the cage and momentum took her into a DDT, which was one of the best spots of the entire match. Stratton then lifted Rodriguez on the turnbuckle. Morgan jumped off the top of the pod, stomping Rodriguez. Stratton then threw Lynch off the pod uh, where they were fighting and then hit a big swanton, did Tiffany, off the top of the pod onto everybody else, wiping everybody out. Uh, Crowd went crazy for that. Becky Lynch back in the ring hit a disarm her, and then transitioned into an arm bar on Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez then countered that into her finish, the powerbomb, and then managed to hit uh, both uh, Lynch and Belair. Belair came back, hit a KOD on Rodriguez, eventually got her out of the match. So it's Lynch, Belair, and Morgan, the final three uh, in this thing here. Um, Belair, Preslam, Lynch, on Morgan. Hit a springboard standing moonsault. Bel-Air went for the KOD on Lynch. Lynch escaped. Uh, Liv, she eliminated, I don't know if I mentioned this, she eliminated uh, Tiffany, so crowd booed. So
0: goodbye And here, and he, Right, and here's the thing, right, for all of you, because I remember I watched a little bit of JD's, I think it was uh, Raw or SmackDown review, or maybe it was a short, where you all complaining about why isn't Jade in this chamber. Jade is basically in the tiff spot, in yeah. my opinion. Or or the Naomi spot, she yeah. gets beat. What does that do for Jade? Stock plummets. We're sitting here talking about how Naomi had next to nothing in this match, show wise, and she should have. And that could have been Jade. So and and we're supposed to be building Jade as like this unstoppable
1: force. No, you don't want to. You don't you don't want to ruin that equity there right away. She hasn't even right, had a singles exactly. match. Like, why would exactly. you want to beat her in in a match with all these other women? The only way out is a pinfall. No matter how you look at it, even if you went the AJ Styles route with what he did tonight against LA Knight, you'd still have to get pinned. It doesn't totally matter. Why do you want to get why do you want to get a loss on her record right away? But she did, you know, uh, Liv did pin Tiffany. At this point, with the performance that they gave Tiffany and then being pinned by Liv Morgan, I don't even think it does anything to Tiffany, to be quite honest with you, because everybody's still talking about Tiffany after the show's over. No,
0: and that's the thing, you know, Tiffany was trending and being talked about before she even got onto the PLE, before yeah. she came out. So, you know, everyone's, they got plans for Tiff. I've said it. You saw it, you know, uh, off topic, but they have huge plans for Braun Breaker. Just watch. Braun Breaker is going to be a massive focal point on SmackDown or if he gets drafted to Raw um, in the next coming months if they do the draft. So they got big plans for Tiff. Jay did not need to be in this chamber match. Tiff shined, Liv shined, and Becky won. So, Belair and Lynch, they're on the top rope. Morgan hit a sunset flip bomb on Belair,
1: which looked great. Then hit a superplex on Lynch. Belair then attempted a 450. Uh, She undershot it, but Becky got the knees up. Belair then attempted a KOD. Morgan hit a jawbreaker. Belair comes back, attempted to hit Lynch with the KOD. Lynch managed to get to her feet. Morgan suddenly rolled up Belair and pinned her. And like you said, Drew, they gave Liv some massive eliminations in this thing. Pinning Tiffany, pinning Bianca. Uh, And I think they wanted to maintain her looking strong, you know, because she doesn't really have a prime spot at WrestleMania. And I don't really know what she does going into this thing, but giving her a win over
0: Bianca. I mean, that's a that's like bigger than a WrestleMania match in itself. Right. And, you know, they could sell this as Bianca was beat down from some of the stuff that she was taking from other stars and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like Liv got the one, two, three, albeit in a six man or six woman chamber match. But Liv pinned Bianca. Something to watch.
1: Yeah, so right after that, after pinning Bianca, she walked right into a manhandle slam, and Becky won the match. So it's Becky versus Rhea. Rhea beat Nia. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, so that's the women's match for the World Heavyweight Championship, and then we got Io and Bailey happening at WrestleMania. And, and again, Drew, you mentioned that you think Bianca and Naomi are going for the tag team titles, and what is Tiffany doing at WrestleMania? Nothing?
0: No, I think Tiffany will have an opponent. It'll be interesting to see which... You know, superstar that's against, but I think it's somebody who could beat, who Tiff could beat. You know, um, maybe
1: Live Liv Morgan in
0: one of those Extreme Rules matches, possibly. Well, something, but they gave Live a lot of equity. They gave yeah. Live a lot of uh, you know high profile wins in this, so they built her up. Could Tiffany be the one to knock her down? Because realistically, at WrestleMania, they could do that feud, and you know, Live doesn't really lose much, and Tiffany has a ton to gain. We need to stop trying to book our favorites against our favorites because. Realistically, wins and losses, for the most part, do not matter. It's how we get there. Um, And with Tiffany right now, did not have a great showing in the chamber. She's super over, uh, but she needs a big win at WrestleMania. So that's when things matter because you want to stamp her arrival. And Naomi, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Bianca has never won the Women's Tag Team Championships, correct? No. So, and I think that would be the only thing she needs. Realistically, she's won both yes heavyweight championships, and then she'd win the women's world championship. And was she an NXT champion? She was. Okay, so there you go. I think it I just believe makes she, sense. I believe
1: she was. I'm sure yeah. the
0: chat will correct me. uh But yeah. yeah, I could see that, especially
1: the main roster stuff. Yeah, that, that they could definitely lean into that for sure. uh As far as uh, some of the people in the chat tired of Becky, people have tired of Becky. Listen. I'm tired of Becky, too. WWE's got this fucking disease where they, they feel like they, they, they develop anxiety when they can't book Charlotte and Becky in, the, in their championship matches. They need to be featured in major programs for a title all the time. But WWE is slowly changing that because we got Tiffany now. Bianca's taking a backseat. Becky, in my honest opinion, Becky has done more in-ring and much better at what she's done in-ring than, I, I think, any time in her career. She, she did hold the NXT title. Didn't need to be. She set up Lyra Valkyria for a, a, an NXT title run down there. She got yeah. them a TV deal. The whole reason why Becky moved down there was to just facilitate the TV deal for NXT to CW. So it's not like she didn't help the brand. But, and to elevate talent. Yeah, and
0: to elevate talent. I mean, she elevated Tiffany, I would say. Yeah, this is- this is the biggest thing, J.D., to everyone. You know, you're sick of her. Or some other people are sick of her. That's fine. She reminds me of a lot of John Cena when John Cena was yeah. just on top and he had beaten everybody and they were just like, oh, John, go away. We're done with you. Then John went away, put over a bunch of talent, mind you, to help build and and, and bridge the gap uh, for years to come because that's what you do in this business. And then John goes away and everyone's like, oh, man, I miss Cena. Don't wish these guys and girls away because once they're gone, they're gone. And Becky has a... Has charisma and personality by the truckload and yeah. she will be fine either in movies or television wherever she wants to do but she's helped bridging that gap and putting over young talent so i understand where everyone's at did becky need this win at the chamber no was it the absolute right call yes because she has a ton of equity and she's going to give that to ria at wrestlemania Yes, guys, you got to also
1: understand, too, just by process of elimination, Liv's not going. It's not a WrestleMania match, especially with the injury to Punk and losing Lesnar. I mean, they got to give you major matches. This is the biggest match they could do. Liv's not it. Bianca's been there. Tiffany's way too young. She's had three matches on the main roster. She she will get there. Naomi just got back here. They're not going to do that. You know, what do you guys want? It's not going to be Raquel. Becky was the only clear-cut winner here.
0: And if there yeah, wasn't then, anybody it was going to be Bianca and you would have complained if Bianca won it anyway. Right, and that's that's the biggest thing here, right? If Bianca and Rhea is the the major like they the major match, you can't keep giving us which we all want, but you can't keep giving us all of these major matches or quote-unquote dream matches, uh final boss matches, whatever analogy you want to use within a 3 or 4 month span because then they have nothing left. They have to the write television. And the Rhea Bianca match is Taylor fitted for either SummerSlam or Mania next year? Let Rhea climb Mount Becky, and she's going to do that. It's, it's, it's important for the wrestling business. They have to continue to build new stars. Becky is at the uh, absolute peak, so now Becky needs to do right by WWE and do right by their next star that they see down the pipeline, which is Rhea. And Rhea hopefully will be able to do this for Tiffany in two years. Yes.
1: So there you go, guys. Hopefully that explains it. Uh, but Becky's going to WrestleMania. She's got that match with Rhea Ripley. They could realistically, if they wanted to, main event night one. Uh, but we'll see. If Cody wrestles Rock, I don't see that being uh, a thing. But if not, they have a chance. So we'll see what. Yeah, happens. If Rock's wrestling. Nobody's main event. No, it's okay? just the Rock. Absolutely. Not. He already gave up his fucking match with Roman. Now you want to give him give up a, a main event night with Cody? Get out of here. Anyway, uh, tag team title match. We got Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. The new Catch Republic is their new name against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. This was a great match. I love what these guys did here. Predictable, but great match. Uh, I said this last night, Drew. I think we all kind of understood where this was going. Judgment Day was not losing the tag team titles here. But there's two aspects here. You and I have been pushing this match, and I think it's going to happen because it's the only thing that makes sense. This will lead to r truth and the Miz getting their championship match, and you put it perfectly on Tuesday. r truth overcoming his bullies—it's exactly what's going to happen. Do you see the tag team division here kind of changing over into a, a new a new uh, direction here? Are, are we look? I know you said it on, on the show as well that they already have new belts made. A- after this, mm-hmm. are we going to get some solid idea about where we're going with the tag team division? Because obviously, with this uh, inclusion here with uh, day, uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. WWE's got some great fucking tag teams. I don't know if they well, have enough to do two titles, but one mm-hmm. set of titles spread across both shows. I mean, the tag
0: team division is looking the strongest it's been in years. They do have new titles ready to go, whether championships, whether or not they decide to use them is up to them, whether or not it's... Um, I can't confirm or deny if the titles are like brand specific. Um, I would believe they they are... Um, but I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. I just know that new tag team championships have been made, and they've been made for some time now. But WWE has slowly but surely been building some equity in the tag team division. I thought the DIY would climb the mountaintop at WrestleMania, but they have decided to go with the whole R-Truth and The Miz probably overcoming his bullies the Judgment Day and taking those championship tag team championships off of Finn And Priest, which is desperately needed for the both of them. They have done all they can do for these titles and have elevated them. Just where the Usos left off, KO and Sami Zayn picked up, and now the Judgment Day picked right back up as well. So kudos for them. They've made these tag team championships important, which they should, and they continue to be so. DIY is the perfect team to win it. I think they win the tag team championships the night after WrestleMania. Um, I think R-Truth holds the title for 24 hours, overcomes his bullies, comes out, gets a big celebration with Miz, and DIY beats them. That's just how R-Truth's gimmick and his whole character works, and then we can go off to the races with DIY as your tag team champions.
1: Yeah, it's all about the moment for R-Truth. Uh, him winning yeah. a title uh, in front of 60,000 people, pinning Priest, I think is, the, is one of the best moments but, of the entire weekend, honestly, if it does
0: happen. Yeah, but uh, Don and Bate had a fantastic showing today, yes. and uh, you know Finn's f- thumb looked gnarly. Uh, he was trying to get it, you know, fixed. I don't know if it was his finger or his thumb, maybe his index finger. I don't remember which one it was, but man, he looked like. Uh, I don't even old... remember what spot it came on. It was what? the coup de gras, I believe. Um, And I'm wondering if maybe he um like completely fractured his finger, which, you know, is not that big of an injury. I, I listen, I'm, I'm just saying for a wrestler, they could tape it, work through it, all that other stuff. But. Um, if it was a dislocation, he could snap back into place, but it looked gnarly. But again, Judgment Day shined here, and Dunn and Bait look fantastic. Yeah, they look great.
1: Uh, R-Truth was not in the building today. He did post something on social media uh, yesterday where he went to Austria and not Australia. Uh, so uh, clearly he's playing up uh, his uh, his character. He was in Australia. but uh, Yeah,
0: and JD, to your point, like go, you could name three or four tag teams right now that WWE has built. So they're really putting some theme into that division you got diy you got the what are, What are they calling bait and done yeah new catch republic imperium imperium new I mean, day they, is new day is coming along you when know? the um what are the viking raiders when they get back
1: they got aop they got the street profits uh right. i mean they got they got several teams alpha academy if you want to do them yeah they got several teams i know i'm missing a few. LWO, you got uh, Legato. Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly. I mean, they got tag teams. I don't know if it's good enough for for two titles, but we'll see. Tag team division right now. Vince hated tag team wrestling. Triple H loves tag team wrestling, so you see the whole night and day difference between administrations. But um, this was a great match. Uh, I won't go into too much of it. Bait was being beaten down by Judgment Day. Pete Dunn makes the hot tag, and he's in there. He's running wild on everybody. So, Balor is in the ring. It's hits a sling blade on Dunn, connects with a shotgun dropkick. Balor and Dunn recover, hit a double Tyler Driver, but Priest dragged Balor out of the ring before the three count there. Dunn went to springboard out of the ring, but was taken out by Priest. Bate took out Priest, but in the ring countered and hit a DDT on Tyler Bait. Back in the ring, Priest and Balor went for a razor's, razor's edge coup de grace combination, but Bait escaped and threw Priest into Balor. Uh, it looked kind of sloppy, probably the only sloppy part of the match. So then we got Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn here hitting a burning hammer, double team burning hammer on Damian Priest. He kicked out. And then we got New Catch Republic going for a double team move off the top of Ballard Priest's foot, preventing him from falling to the ground. Priest chokeslammed both men off the top rope, tagged in Ballard, hit the coup de Gras on Pete Dunn for the win. And they retained the tag team titles. Dominic Mysterio was out there. He got legit heat, nothing piped in. 60,000 or 52,000 people was the paid attendance that Triple H announced. They rained booze down upon him. I couldn't even fucking hear what he said. So they were not piped in tonight. I would tell you otherwise.
0: Yeah. And, let, you know, um, it seemed like a lot of the Dominic Mysterio stuff was kind of uh, I don't think they, they went away from the plan. Truthfully, I, you know, I know all the stuff with Lesnar, but it just seemed like there was a lot of emphasis on Dom in this match. Yeah, a lot. I don't know what he does at He probably does nothing at WrestleMania. Does he get a WrestleMania match? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I don't know what he would do, truthfully. I mean, you know, may, you want to get some real heat on that kid? Have him, and he already has it? You could have him beat Gunther. Nah. I mean, I, I don't. He doesn't need the equity, but, you know, I'm just saying, I really don't know what Dom does. I don't know what Solo does. I don't know if either of them need to do anything at WrestleMania. We'll see. Anyway, we got uh, the Grayson Waller effect,
1: which you already talked about in the beginning of the show. Uh, we went over that extensively. So if you guys are looking for your opinion or, or our opinion, rather, on that, and you're just joining the stream, we talked about it literally at the top. It was the biggest thing, in our opinion, that happened tonight. Cody challenging Rock at any time,
0: any place <clears throat> WrestleMania. Uh, so that is that. If you guys want to go. I just rewind. have a quick question on that for you yeah. real quick because we didn't. Was Rock not showing up or Roman not showing up during this segment of Disappointment for you? uh it wasn't really a disappointment because i kind of expect it with those two guys it was more of uh because i was flooded with text messages like i woke up and then we got no rock no roman i was like first of all i didn't tell you to wake up okay but i'm just saying well
1: am i, am I surprised with the sheer amount of people that were uh, attending this show and they not show up yeah i uh, i in that aspect and i also thought that maybe triple h was kind of dumb down the rumors You know, and I thought that maybe they play into the storyline Oh, they're not showing up. I don't want to disappoint you that this guy's not showing up, so I'm just going to come out and say he's not showing up, and then he'd show up anyway, but
0: after what we got tonight, it's almost like he wasn't even needed, because we didn't get any explanation. No, and I mean, would this, you know, everyone's said the show was mid, blah, 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 blah. And I agree, the show wasn't like, you know, what we were used to with WBPLEs. It wasn't bad, it wasn't great, it was just kind of in the middle. And we haven't had one of those in a long time. I think maybe payback. But if The Rock and Roman show up on the show, I think everyone's talking about how great this show is, truthfully. yeah, And that's the impact they have. Yeah, for sure. I agree
1: with that 100%. Uh, so if you guys want to get our opinion on that, that happened in the beginning of the stream. And I do want to uh, shout out, we got a 100 100- dollar super chat from phantom 67 thank you brother was the show worth me getting up at 2 a.m for no only reason i did is so i could watch jd and drew live this morning that's all that matters brother thank you so very much for being here i know it's early for a lot of people but uh we're struggling through this man And hopefully you're enjoying
0: the stream Thank you for the $100 bomb, and yes, uh, we appreciate you being here. Was the show worth me getting up at 345 for and taking a cold plunge then? No, No, it was not. Men's Chamber. We got Drew McIntyre, DM Hunk, against
1: Logan Paul, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, and Kevin Owens. This was the Men's Chamber match. Winner of this goes on to wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now... I do choose the women's match over the men's. I thought the women's match was better than the men's, not to say that the men's was bad. I just thought the women did more as far as the Elimination Chamber gimmick is concerned. I would have liked to see more from the men, but the outcomes were where they needed to be, in my honest opinion. I know, Drew, you went with Randy, and it did come down to Randy and Drew McIntyre at the end of the match. Are you surprised with the outcome that we got?
0: Um, I was a little bit. I think Drew is very predictable. Um, this also leaves you to believe that Seth is not going to be working double duty because Drew McIntyre is getting a big time feud and push into WrestleMania. So you would figure that Seth's opponent, if not Randy was going to be drew. So I get that. Um, I was surprised. I think, you know, people who tell you got work, you got work. Listen, we'll never know if Randy's back was really, really hurt or he tweaked it or anything. Cause Randy's a constant professional and will finish the match and do whatever they, he needs to do to finish it. He's also not going to go on social media until way after the fact or anywhere else and be like, yeah, really screwed up my back. He's going to try and get through WrestleMania season. If it, if even if he tweaked it, we'll never know. Um, and they're going to tell you, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But, yeah, I was a little surprised. I think the Drew McIntyre stuff is, again, very predictable. Um, and if Cody is going to win the World Championship, or the Universal Heavyweight Championship, at WrestleMania, Raw is going to need some stars, and they are going to be missing some when Cody heads to SmackDown. So, yes, I was I was uh, surprised here.
1: Yeah, it also uh, plays into the fact of uh, when Triple H does a draft, uh, I know he's always wanted to do a draft i'd seemingly think that the draft would be perfect after wrestlemania on that raw after wrestlemania or a few weeks after wrestlemania i know the last time he did it it was around that point because if they wanted to build brand warfare triple h was always in favor of doing it sooner before survivor series so you have that whole year to build if you wanted to do raw versus smackdown and that was the gimmick for survivor series for all those years before war games vince would always do it like in october and then it's like, bro, what type of brand warfare do you have with one month of build after a fucking draft? It didn't make any sense. So I do I do see us getting a potential bra- uh, brand draft
0: happening maybe in April, early May. Uh, have you heard anything about that or no? Uh, I think it depends on the television partners. Um, I know Netflix is going to want some exclusive stuff. Um, USA, uh, NBC Universe is going to get not only SmackDown, but they're going to get some Saturday Night main events or some special shows. Yeah. Um, so I would assume that they want, yeah, they want their own champions and stuff leading them into their television deals, their media rights deals. So I, I do believe a draft is coming, but I haven't heard a date. Normally if they're smart, they'll do it either right after money in the bank or uh, a couple of weeks before it. Now we were looking forward
1: to how WrestleMania was going to be built up in this match. We got more answers out of the men's compared to the women's. I, I think we, Kind of have a clearer picture as to where WrestleMania is headed coming out of the men's match. It started off with L.A. and Andrew McIntyre. We had 20 minutes of intros here. L.A. and Drew McIntyre started things off. They were actually the main event of SmackDown on Friday, which went to an old contest, which was smart. Uh, McIntyre starts off with L.A. Knight, and it looked like—I uh, don't know what I was watching. I like the sports presentation that WWE's done, but this match was sponsored by Slim Jim, and I got confused as to the countdown timer because— you know, in the place of the number one WWE or Slim Jim, put a, a Slim Jim uh, as the one. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? It's like I, I thought the crowd was off. I thought the crowd didn't know how to count. They had the countdown timer all fucked up. Yeah, why did you go from 15?
0: I don't know. Like, I, mean, was, I, I don't know yeah. what the fuck I was watching. I've never seen that. Like when they, I I, I caught it like midway through the women. I was like 11. I was like, why 11? I thought it was one because
1: I didn't realize the Slim Jim was actually an, ele- an 11. They gave you a Slim Jim as as the number one, so it was counting down. I don't know. It got botched. But after that, between Drew McIntyre and L.A. Knight, we had Bobby Lashley come out. Now, Bobby Lashley was in an angle himself on Friday night. He was injured, quote-unquote, kayfabe, in an angle with the final testament. Karrion Cross hit a steel chair or took a steel chair and hit Bobby Lashley's arm over the steel post. And I said this last night. This was probably going to come into effect because of the injury, which is going to cause his elimination, and he was kind of he was kind of teasing Drew McIntyre through most of SmackDown last night when they had some backstage interactions, and that's exactly what happened here. So, are you surprised with Bobby Lashley uh, selling the injury and then getting eliminated rather quickly here, Drew?
0: Yeah, I'm hoping he's selling the injury again. It looked like he was okay, but there was a lot of referees around him. Um, I was surprised at how Bobby was eliminated. Um, I was surprised on a lot of things here, which we'll get into. I was surprised with AJ Styles' involvement. I was surprised with Logan Paul and KO, how much they played up on that. There was a lot of things that I was surprised in the men's chamber, especially the winner. Yeah, uh Owens, I actually
1: had it mixed up. Owens came in first and then Lashley. Owens comes in, hits a frog splash on McIntyre, goes for a near fall. There was a nice little uh commentary uh statement by either Michael Cole or or Corey Graves, where Kevin Owens did a make a wish in Australia and he promised the make a wish uh that it was going that he was going to do a choke slam and he delivered a choke slam, which he never usually does, and he fulfilled his make a wish there by doing the choke slam. So that was uh Uh, Right up uh, everybody's alley there. Bobby Lashley comes in next. He fought off Drew McIntyre, and he suplexed him outside the ring. He attempted to put McIntyre in the hurt lock but sent McIntyre over the top rope. He then hits a headbutt, does Drew. Uh, Lashley escaped and laid out McIntyre with a chokeslam for a near fall. Orton entered the match and immediately went after Kevin Owens. So that could be telling there as far as what happens with Orton and Kevin Owens going into WrestleMania. He connected with a draping DDT onto the chamber floor. And this is where people thought Randy Orton got injured. And from this point on, he was selling the back throughout the the match. It's also something that I want you guys to understand that WWE changed the way the chamber aesthetics are. You know, back in the day, it was a little bit more demonic. It was a little bit more uh, unforgiving. WWE over the years have added padding to the outside to limit breaking the wrestlers' bodies. And with Randy Orton doing this draping DDT onto the outside, you know, in the old days, he would have been fucking finished right there. But with the padding, he still did the DDT. It looks a little safer, but, man, that shit still had to suck. And I think from that point on, Drew, I think a lot of people are pointing that out as the spot that Randy Orton might have injured himself. But you said, we don't know if he's injured He's a consummate professional. If he was injured, he's going to finish the match or he's just a 20 plus year vet. Who's fucking excellent at his
0: job. Yeah. I mean, I was telling my buddy uh, and and my son who was here, I was saying when I went to the first elimination chamber ever at Madison square garden, they had steel grates for yeah. floors. It wasn't this like thick padding and no guys. Um, I was trying to fix the sunlight. I can't The I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe the bay window, but it's just not working. Um, So sorry for my pause, but no, it's just, uh, it's insane how much protection they have given these guys and girls now, which is smart. Uh, you want to extend the longevity of their career, but I remember watching that chamber at the garden and thinking to myself and the thud that when they would hit those grates, I was like, Holy moly, this is barbaric. Yeah. Um, and even the plexiglass, they've kind of got away from that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, Again, don't know if Randy was selling or not, but it seemed like when he he tweaks something, and it could be a great sell job, but they are, they are taking the proper precautions with these men and women now.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Randy Orton uh, was kayfabing us all. I don't think he's really hurt, but uh, it did add some extra intrigue, and uh, we got uh, everybody talking about Randy Orton, so job done there. So when it comes to the DDT, Knight hit his own DDT to follow on McIntyre, and then then in comes Logan Paul. And Owens went right after Logan Paul. As soon as the pod opened, he was standing right in front of Logan Paul's pod. Owens threw Paul into the other pod that was adjacent to his pod, crossed him against one of the pods. Logan Paul eventually mounted a comeback here. Owens fought him off. Lashley then speared Logan Paul through one of the pods. Reminded me of uh, Mr. Bill Goldberg doing that too. Who, who did he do that to? Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho, SummerSlam 2004. Nice. Lashley then started to sell his injured elbow. This allowed McIntyre to the Claymore. Lashley recovered in the ring, but he was fighting Knight off, and he took another Claymore there from McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley was the first to be eliminated. So the injury on SmackDown played a factor into Bobby Lashley being eliminated, like I called last night on my SmackDown post. So L.A. Knight McIntyre go right back at it. Knight hit his superplex on McIntyre, which is always impressive, especially in a guy like McIntyre. Orton went after... Uh, L.A. Knight tried for the RKO, but Knight reversed it and hit the BFT on both Orton and McIntyre. Uh, Lashley was being helped out of the ring. All of a sudden, we get A.J. Styles entering the ring and beats the shit out of L.A. Knight with a steel chair and then gave him a Styles clash on the steel chair. This allowed McIntyre to pin L.A. Knight, and I'll stop right there. So, I hated it. So it's It's unbelievable to me. How AJ Styles, not on the show, flies to Australia, has nothing to do with this show, took a 20-hour flight over to Australia just to beat the shit out of LA night when he could have done that before this show and saved himself a whole lot of time.
0: Yeah, again, thanks for the chat. It was <laughs> 2003. Thank you. Not 0-4. You're right. Randy Orton won the world championship. I think you can't 04. get anything. You, got... you
1: can't get anything by these, these guys. It's
0: all right. I mean, I got so much shit for saying that Randy looked legitimately hurt, and they're all like, you're getting worked. It's still real to you. Damn it. Okay. No, I mean, I listen, I'm just saying Randy labored a lot. Could he be working the hell out of me? Sure. Um, But no, to your, I hated the Styles Night thing. Absolutely hated it, and I'm not one to use that word a lot, but I absolutely, I'm going to use it four times here. I absolutely hated it. Uh, AJ Styles versus LA Knight does nothing for me. Um, I want more for Styles. I want more for LA Knight, and I really wish they would have went with something else for LA Knight, whether it's the Intercontinental Championship or the U.S. Championship. I'm okay that they didn't use what I had said, that it's not Logan Paul versus LA Knight, because you know you can't get mad if things don't go the way you predicted or the way you want. I don't mind it, but Styles and Knight, I understand they have a little bit of history dating back from whether it's Money in the Bank or wherever in, you know, Hackensack, New Jersey at some friggin' house show. I don't care. Realistically, what have you been telling me recently? And what you've been telling me recently is is that Knight's a player, uh, and Styles is kind of going back to his lone wolf stuff, and now these two are going to meet at WrestleMania? For what? There's nothing on the line. It
1: means nothing. It's just a grudge match, a grudge feud.
0: You want to put all these men in like some sort of ladder match? Randy, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Great. Go for it. Throw Solo in there too. I don't care. But realistically, like I don't want to see La Knight and Styles go one on one. Even though it'd be a great match. Um, again, wrestling for me is a lot more than just bell to bell. Who's the best? Yeah, it's it's like Jacob Donnelly in the chat says. It's basically a SmackDown match, an undercard
1: match on SmackDown. It's all yeah,
0: that. it's a smack. It's a SmackDown match. And to your point, I mean, shit. He wants to pay me all that money to fly 20 hours private. I'm thought, you know, I'll do it or on the in first class on a Delta or wherever they took. Sure, do it. I mean, I work for y'all. Go ahead. But realistically, they could have done this on SmackDown and took LA Knight out of the chamber if they needed to. Yes. So he gets pinned by Drew McIntyre. LA Knight's gone. Everybody's
1: saying after that, well, maybe it's LA Knight, AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Sure, it's a possibility. I don't find that to be a WrestleMania match. I don't think that's the best use of LA Knight at WrestleMania. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit because we got Owens and Logan Paul. They're still fighting. Owens laid out Logan Paul, hit cannonballs on both Orton and McIntyre after taking out Logan. Owens hit a swanton on Randy Orton for a near fall. Owens went for another on McIntyre. McIntyre got the knees up. He went for Claymore, but Owens counted with a pop-up bomb, then hit a stunner on Logan Paul and ended up taking an RKO from Orton. So they did kind of protect Logan Paul from getting eliminated here. He took a little bit of a beating. And uh, nobody kicks out of the RKO, so uh, R- Logan Paul is the United States champion. He wasn't winning this thing, even though it was an interesting possibility. He loses, he takes a pinfall,
0: no harm, no foul. He's not harmed in this way at all. No, and it really set up Logan Paul and Randy, the yeah. way that Randy you know, gets knocked out by Logan Paul. Randy remains strong, because like you said, Drew was not going to kick out of that. You know RKO or anybody else was not going to kick out of the RKO as soon as he hit it. Like the match was his until Logan Paul decided to use the brass knucks, which is fine. Um, you know I don't mind it at all. I don't. I didn't mind the finish. It was kind of unpredictable. Um, but again, you know Drew winning was predictable. Even Randy winning at that point was kind of predictable. But I, they told a lot of stories in that chamber match. They yeah. did some I'm for and some I could. I don't. I don't care for.
1: Yeah, the pod was still open for several minutes after Logan Paul got RKO'd and eliminated, and they tried to shoot away from it. They didn't want to show that side of the cage. I saw his leg at some point. The cage was still open. He was still laying there. I, I guess he tried to sell the effects of his uh, his
0: elimination. When did he draw on the chamber, like the plexiglass, JD? I missed that. When did he do that?
1: uh he did it when kevin owens uh, actually no i think he did it when drew mcintyre was uh making his entrance he drew a heart on there he drew something else in regards to kevin owens as well because they all kind of trolled <laughs> Called each kevin other Kevin fat yeah yeah he, he drew a heart when drew mcintyre was standing on the turnbuckle right in front of his pod and then mcintyre lifted up his kilt you show him his penis or something i don't know yeah i don't know what it <laughs> was but i
0: <laughs> they, they didn't
1: again, show that on on tv but nah.
0: that's what he did he lifted up his kilt they, They cut out a lot of things from, they were not letting the crowd say some things that they were trying to say. They also, Bobby let one slip and said the F word and they tried to bleep it, but missed it. There was, that crowd was, uh, was hot and the, and you know, the ring was, was very well mic'd. I mean, it was, you could hear everything. Yeah. But like, like I said, they, uh, they
1: shot Logan Paul's foot. The cage was still open. So I'm like, why is he not out of the cage yet? So I'm wondering if someone was going to come in. I mean, they literally played it up, especially with Orton the way they shot this thing, that somebody was going to come in and interfere, uh, maybe who uh, was going to start something with Randy Orton going into WrestleMania. It ended up being Logan Paul, which we'll get into here. So he's eliminated. Orton's still selling his back. Him and McIntyre are going at it. Logan Paul recovered, um, and uh, he pulls out brass knuckles, which was the whole reason for his elimination. He took too long. He ended up He ended up knocking Randy Orton out. And that was it. Orton was eliminated by that point, And McIntyre goes on to win the match. And uh, thanks to Logan Paul. Logan Paul takes the brass knuckles, hits Randy Orton. Everybody's like, oh, maybe it's not LA Knight and Logan Paul at WrestleMania for the US title. Now it's Logan Paul and Randy Orton, which I could see because it just fits the MO of Logan Paul being a megastar. Social media star Randy Orton's a big time match. But I think... But you gotta... Don't forget KO. Like, KO's not done with him either. No, he's not done with him either. This is where, this is where the idea of a multi-man, co- multi-man match comes into play because I would much rather see a multi-man match than these fucking singles-nothing matches between LA Knight and, and AJ Styles. Get LA Knight, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul in a five-man ladder match and just call it a day.
0: Yeah, you could do a Fatal 4-Way, too. You could eliminate yeah. one of those guys. You could do KO, Logan, Randy, and... um. I guess you could throw somebody else in there, you know, cause it seems like LA Knight and uh, styles have like unfinished business with each other. It was very interesting that Randy got included now into the Logan Paul KO stuff. Cause realistically they pushed away from anything doing LA Knight KO or LA, LA Knight and uh, Logan Paul. And they yeah. really pushed into LA Knight and AJ styles. So I could see a triple threat and I could see it. Styles and uh, LA Knight doing a one-on-one. It's a miss for me in terms of the Styles and the LA Knight stuff, but I guess we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, so McIntyre, after he saw Orton knocked out, struggling to get to his feet, Orton suddenly dropped uh, McIntyre with an RKO. However, Logan Paul was still in the ring, like I said, knocked out uh, Orton with the brass knuckles. This allowed McIntyre to get the cover for the win. McIntyre got the huge treatment with fucking fireworks going off everywhere around the arena and in Perth. A lot of people, Drew, were speculating that him winning that match and getting that type of celebration at the end of the match, a lot of people were speculating that he might have quietly re-signed with the company. Do you, uh, here do you, we ten- go again you, with do, this. Do you, do you tend to think along those lines, or, or are you calling bullshit on that?
0: All right, listen. Here's the deal. I, eh, Drew McIntyre would be stupid not to listen to what AEW at least has to offer. WWE, I mean, unless they're like, hey, if you don't sign this, you know, we're not going to give you the world every weight opportunity at WrestleMania. I don't know, but for them not to for him not to hear AEW's offer would be dumb in my opinion. Really? I don't I yeah. don't know. I don't I don't think him going there is going to make a lick of a difference. Well, I don't think it's a to make a difference, but you got to try and see what they have to offer. Yeah, maybe uses them as uh leverage, who knows. But uh, I don't know I th- if they'll get leverage, but I mean, you want to uh, tell me what you want to offer me. What, what, what's the what's the offer here? You know, because you can't do that while you're under contract, quote unquote. So he could see what they're thinking. But put yeah, it the paper.
1: it's it's going to be interesting to see where he uh, fits onto the WrestleMania card as far as creative. Uh, uh, obviously, he's got Seth Rollins now for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think WWE is going to give him a championship if he's not signed a new contract. Like Drew said, and, and uh, we talked about on TNT. You know, Drew could get this match, and it might not even factor into Drew McIntyre even being a champion. It might not even matter because we got that Money in the Bank briefcase still looming. Damian Priest is a huge possibility to cash in at WrestleMania. He may fuck over both Rollins and McIntyre, and we might not even be here talking about Drew McIntyre.
0: And again, think about this visual for a second. Drew McIntyre finally wins that World Heavyweight Championship that he's been saying he needs to, he wants to. He's Mm got to climb that mountain, gets it done. Bang, Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. Cashes and wins the contract, and then everyone would still be like, "Well, they won the championship, so Drew's gonna, you know, he had to have resigned." Now you got a little taste of that top, and we took it away from you until you resign. I mean, that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I could, I could absolutely
1: see that happening. But uh, guys, we will. Uh, any news on McIntyre resigning or not? We will have for you. I don't think this really makes a, a lick of a difference at all. Uh, but it is a big match. I'm excited to see him and Rollins. I thought they had a great match the last time they wrestled. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see what happens. But his, his character work has been on point. He certainly deserves it. They're moving Randy Orton on to something else. He was also a possibility there, like Drew said. Cody moving over to SmackDown by beating Roman. They're going to leave a huge uh, hole over on Monday Night Raw as far as star power with Punk being out. So, I mean, they obviously got a plan.
0: We don't really understand it yet. But hopefully we'll have uh, a little bit more clarity in five weeks. Yeah, and speaking of clarity, I want to clear some things up here. Okay, that need to be cleared. I don't find it funny. I don't think it's cool. I think it's ridiculous that you got people out here gatekeeping or calling people uh, marks or idiots or deemed unfit for society because they woke up to watch a wrestling show or a sports entertainment show at four or five o'clock in the morning. Why is that something that people should be doing? People are trying to have fun. They're trying to enjoy themselves. We covered the show, so I needed to be up. That doesn't excuse it. I probably would have gotten up anyway because my son wanted to get up. But realistically, why do you care? Who why said do that? People-, people in the chat? There's so... No, 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 no. There's so many people on social media I saw being like, Um, you know, I can't believe people would get up to watch wrestling at five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) These are probably the same jabronis that lined up to get GameCube so many years ago when it first went on sale at Best Buy or something else like that, or the first in line or first in a queue for sneakers. It's what you prefer. It's your forte. It's what you like. No, don't allow anybody. I'm not saying anybody in the chat said this. I'm saying don't allow anybody to discourage you from what you want to do or how you want to do it. It's your life. Live it the way you want and to the fullest. Fuck everybody else.
1: man! You know how many, how many times I stayed up late to go to midnight releases for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, uh, Call of Duty. I was there with the GameCube. I was there with the Switch. I've done it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's
0: not. I mean, I don't understand what, like, how this is the cool kids club now because I woke up at eight instead of five. Man, go stack Marvel's on the freeway. Who cares? People are allowed to enjoy what they want to enjoy. Stop gatekeeping everything. Just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it, so be it. I have so many friends who like anime or Marvel. I've never seen a Marvel movie besides Spider Man. That's the honest to God truth. But I don't crap on these people when they're first in line at the movie theater or they're first in line for releases or anything like that. And I, me, I have extremely thick skin. I, I don't care. You can say what you want about me, whatever else, blah, 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 blah. I won't tell you what bothers me because then I'll get people in the chat that'll say it. But realistically, don't let these people change who you are. Go be you. Always. And screaming from the rooftops about how you woke up at three o'clock to watch wrestling—if it's what you enjoy, don't let people discourage you from being you. And if ever. I if I didn't have this show today and this wasn't planned,
1: I would not be here watching this show at four o'clock in the morning. The reason me why either, I'm here is because we got three thousand cool. people in here. We're we're almost double the next fucking uh, creator in the in the space here. Uh, who, who gives a shit? Like I enjoy, I love what I do. The fans obviously here love what we do. Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah. I, it's not, and again, like it doesn't, whether or not I was watching this show because I had to do a review show with you or not. If you wanted to get up and do it and have a moment with your friends, your family, or yourself, if it's something you enjoy, who cares? Go enjoy it. Like nobody cares. This isn't the cool kids club. Like, okay, look at this. Mark got up at six and five. Who cares, man? Realistically, you watched it and digested it anyway. Who cares? Mm. Stop being tough. Let people love what they love. That's it.
1: Yeah, social media is just cancer.
0: Uh, Anyway, uh, final match of the
1: night here. Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax were given a main event treatment. Uh, Rhea Ripley defended that Women's World Championship in her homeland against Nia Jax. A lot of people, Drew, were saying this was Nia Jax's best match to date. I don't know if I agree with that statement. I'm going to take the Becky Lynch-Nia Jax match on Monday Night Raw a little bit more than this one tonight. Not to say that this was bad. Uh, I think the Becky match was better. I thought this was uh, a good main event for what it was. I don't see this happening every every month with these two, but uh, it fit the bill here because Rhea, obviously Australia, goes hand in hand.
0: I, I'll be honest with you. I think this was Nia's. Here's the deal. This was Nia's best showing, in my opinion. That I, you know, I could really remember off the top of my head. Um, Rhea sold her ovaries off. Uh, I just, you know, Rhea Nia looked dominant. She really did. She looked dominant in this match. This was the first time I was watching this. Besides, I believe it was the triple threat that she had. Was it Rhea, Bianca, and somebody else? Maybe or maybe that was another match. I don't know. But Rhea was in a triple threat that I really thought to myself, "There's no way." But up, oh, maybe Rhea Naya looked dominant here. She did. She really did. Yeah, this was a very old school approach
1: here. Babyface gets beaten down. Uh, big move happening. Babyface kicks out makes the big babyface comeback, wins the match, celebrates in the end. It's very, It was very fundamental. Not to say that it was bad. It was very predictable, but I've even opened up, believe it or not, I've been so anti-Nia Jax for most of her career. Seemingly, she's kind of putting things together, and uh, I'm quite surprised at this. It's not like she's the best women's wrestler on the roster, but... She's starting to take things a little bit more seriously all of a sudden, and I and I actually appreciate that because if she does, it's another huge asset to that women's division, which all which already looks very impressive just by the sheer roster alone. Look at how far you've come, huh? Look at us. Who would have
0: thought? Wow, oh, man. man.
1: Not KD me. KD hates. He hates the women. You. Man, you,
0: know? you. You praise it. This is a moment. We're having a moment here. You praising Anaya Jacks match. Gotta I, give her what? flowers, bro bro, mission accomplished. I could retire. TNT's done. Yeah. We're I'm over. It's good. This is the greatest moment in TNO. Obviously I love doing this stuff, but look at, I mean, realistically, Naya had a really good match. I'm proud of you for acknowledging that and not just sticking to whatever, you know, uh prerequisite, Everyone has a view, which is untrue. You you call it like you see it. And this was a really good showing by Nia. And I will tell you that I, I would have never thought that we'd be here, but I'm proud of
1: you right, right, Look at that. Listen, I'm not the, the hater everybody thinks I am. But uh, Ripley attempted to take down Nia Jax right away with her and Karana. Uh, it didn't look that great because I don't really see her uh, moving Nia Jax in that way. And then she put Ripley down, splashed her in the corner. She was being beaten up. You know, uh, a lot here. Like I said, it was an old-school uh, approach here to this match. Babyface getting beat up. Jax stomped Ripley, applied a stretch muffler. She even transitioned into a half-Boston crab here, man.
0: I, I don't believe what I'm uh, I'm reading here. It's this is why J.D. is uh, a commentator for House of Glory. You hear this, man, <laughs> with the moves? So Back Jax 50 Hurricane round a Boston crab into a... <laughs> go ahead. It's, like, fucking ridiculous. Jax put Ripley on her shoulders. Ripley counted with a
1: guillotine... Ripley still being beaten up here. She went for a springboard hurricanrana, but Jax dropped her with a, a, a huge powerbomb and a leg drop for a near fall. Jax went for the annihilator. She went to finish it early, but Ripley fought back, put Jax down with a big missile dropkick off the top. Jax comes back with a big Samoan drop. So Ripley hits another dropkick. She goes to the top rope, hits it. Jax cut her off, hit a Samoan drop off the middle rope of her own. Uh, Rhea Ripley kicked out. Jax then went for the annihilator again. But Ripley put her on her shoulders in an electric chair position, posted her, and then hit a frog splash, Eddie Guerrero
0: style, for your fall. JD, how yeah. how insane was the Samoan drop off the top? Did you you could like it almost? I felt like you know I was like okay, this yeah. is a big spot, and she might be like hurt. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, look good. Uh, Ripley attempted for a rip tide, but Jacks
1: powered out, and uh, that sent Ripley to the floor with such a big kick out. So she dropped Jax on the apron, did Rhea. Rhea went to powerbomb Jax on the announce table, but Jax counted and Samoan dropped Ripley on the table. Did not break, and then she jumps off. I don't know where she jumped off, a chair or she jumped off on the barricade and delivered an elbow drop, which then put Rhea through the table, and the table broke. So Jax hit the Annihilator. Rhea Ripley kicked out. So that says a lot there. Jax did her finish and Rhea kicked out. Jax went for the Annihilator again, but Rhea Ripley shoved her off the apron, She comes back fighting Rhea, and Rhea ended up hitting a superplex on Jax as Jax climbed to the top turnbuckle, and then a riptide, which she did get her up in the riptide, which looked great. She didn't get her up all the way like she would get a Liv Morgan, but she got her up. It was devastating, one, two, three, and Rhea Ripley retains. Fireworks went off. Rhea Ripley celebrated outside with her
0: family, and that's the way the show went off the air. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I kind of knocked the whole why Rhea – Came out and, uh, or not Rhea, why Naya came out and destroyed all the chamber participants before the chamber. But one of my buddies, Billy, just texted me that. He's like, So do you feel wrong about what she said? I do. She looked dominant here. Good for yeah. her. They had are a you, purpose. Uh,
1: are you surprised that uh, Becky didn't come out and kind of have that stare there, like you predicted on Tuesday?
0: So they did something on social media where Becky was watching from a distance and she, you know, kind of sold the match and everything else like that. But I do think that was a miss. I, You know, the visual of Becky. And Rhea would have been nice. But I also love the new regime They gave Rhea her full moment with her family and let her absorb yeah. having that victory yeah. in her home country, which is, you know, that's a moment, man. That really is. And one that she deserves. So good for her. Yeah, guys, the Elimination Chamber
1: was—it uh, was not worth waking up at 4.30 in the morning to watch. If I didn't have to do this show with Drew today or if he, if I was by myself and Drew wasn't here, I I'd probably wouldn't be here if I didn't have this show. But uh, as far as the overall show, it did set the tone for WrestleMania. We got some clear vision going into Philadelphia over the next five and a half, six weeks. We still got a lot of uh, unanswered questions to kind of rummage through over the next course of five or six weeks. And the predictability of the show, I don't know how it really felt to you guys, but it did kind of damper it down a little bit. But this is the Nick Khan Triple H regime. They're going to make these B-Level pay-per-views feel a lot larger than they used to be. Uh, International shows for these B-Level shows and then stadium shows for all the other uh, shows that uh, we're getting throughout the year. But at the end of it all, Drew, I I feel like the way the PLEs and WWE have changed, they've changed for the better
0: no matter the predictability. Well, this is the formula going forward. Yeah. A lot of people need to understand that it's the international fan base has been starved for years, yeah. and I think this was the first event since 2018 that was in Australia. So, and you know, Puerto Rico, all that other stuff. They used to do New Year's Revolution and some other stuff in Puerto Rico. They used to go to uh, the UK a ton, and they would have a Raw SmackDown taping, all this other stuff. What they've done now is they've set up these B level pay per views, like you just described, to have a significant platform and meaning overseas because those fans are starved. The products white hot might as well do it. And then the U S fans come back for WrestleMania and people travel for WrestleMania. And what the U S fans are getting are WrestleMania SummerSlam survivor series for now. And the rumble for now. And they're taking most of the other pay-per-views in between the rumble and SummerSlam international, which is smart, drives huge business. And realistically, I said this to you, I think privately, um, but I'll say it on the air if, and I love Minnesota, but if elimination chamber was in Minnesota, we were, we're not getting 50,000 people at us bank stadium for that show. You're not, you're not getting, it's just not the hype is so real overseas and they've been stars for so long that they're going to continue to do this because they print money. Yeah. They print money. So get ready.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday afternoon. We're going to get into your Super Chats in just a second. We had upwards of 3,000 people tonight or today, rather. I don't know what fucking time of the day it is. Uh, We were almost double anybody else in the community. So thank you guys very much for all your love and support. Continue to hit that thumbs up. We need at least 25 more likes from my
0: count here. 25 more likes for 1,000. Super Chats. I'm going to give them the opportunity. No, you have to be sorry. I'm going to give them the opportunity to get those 25 likes. in, so we get to one K JD touched on the WrestleMania matches and we don't have a lot of answers, but we have some. And what they've done is they've built their four major matches with the exception of one. We don't know Dwayne's involvement yet. We will shortly, I believe, but we all know Dwayne's wrestling at WrestleMania, but they've solidified the four really main events. And they're all for major championships without Dwayne's involvement. You got Roman and Cody, EO and Bailey, Rhea and Becky, and now Seth and Drew, all for championships, all your money matches yep. without Dwayne, and when we get Dwayne, that'll be your fifth money match. That's a lot of that's a lot of money on WrestleMania.
1: And I think we're gonna add, we're gonna add Jimmy versus Jay, we're gonna add Gunther versus Sammy, we're gonna add Santos versus Rey Mysterio, um, tag team title match between Judgment Day and Miss Truth. So that's eight matches right there. I mean, and then the Logan Paul situation. Who, who knows if it's gonna be a one on one or. Uh, a multi-man, you're looking at maybe 9 to 11 matches maybe to come out of that. So we're looking like, a, yeah,
0: we're looking like you, we have a stack card. U.S., Intercontinental, yep. both tag teams. There's four more there and probably two or three more grudge matches. You're looking at eight on top of the four. You're looking at 12 to 13, seven and six one night. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do, seven and six matches. That's how I would do That's it. perfect. Love it. Uh, we just hit 1,000 likes. Look at that, Drew X. We got 1056 out of
1: nowhere. Bang. Run. Super chats are open, guys. Get them on in. We're going to hang out for a little bit longer and then we're going to go uh, get some rest for the rest of the afternoon. Uh, let's start with Michael Krause with a $5 super chat. Good morning, JD and Drew. We are so close to getting an answer from Cody. Maybe Google will have the answer. LOL. Thank you, JD and Drew, for the podcast. Thank you, Michael.
0: I think you should give him one just for doing that. Go ahead. Give him what? Go Google it. Go Google it. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm telling. Them, I'm gonna make them to a shirt.
1: Uh, Eric Newton with 26 months after watching trailers for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Is it, it? It just further solidifies Sephiroth's status as gaming's greatest villain. He was always, even since the PS1 days, or the PS2 days. Uh, thank you, Eric. Michelle with the two dollar superjet. Feel like Seth is going to turn on Cody at WrestleMania, and also no explanation from Cody again feels fishy now. Uh, I don't think it feels fishy. I just think WWE is still trying to iron out the details, which uh, they're taking a little bit too long for my liking, but I I don't think he turns on Cody at WrestleMania. If it does happen, it happens after WrestleMania.
0: It could happen after or before, truthfully. I mean, you know, they they could really stack the deck against Cody where Cody gets turned on by Seth, and he thought he had an ally, and he has nobody. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Greg Vincent with a one ninety nine, no
1: message. Thank you, Greg. Israel with a four ninety nine. Hey, JD, what a show! You are the goat. Your reviews are always a must watch. Thank you, Israel. Uh, Greg also with a one
0: ninety nine. JD is top two, and he isn't number two. Up, uh, listen, JD's been at this for a very long time. I'll easily be number two. JD's one, I'll be two. Is that fair? I'm only kidding. JD yeah. works his, his tail off, and he deserves a lot of things. So, happy for him. Thank you. Uh, Ricardo with a 499, Cody's
1: explanation was about as intelligent as a box of crayons.
0: I mean... Damn. You can't talk about crayons in 2024. All them colors? Not a good idea.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh, Ricardo. You're going to get canceled, bro. Uh, Ariel a- Assassin with a 199. Roman's biggest joke... Of a champ,
0: 50K, and can't show up. Who do you want him to wrestle? Who do you want Roman to wrestle? Right. I mean, realistically, what was Roman going to do on this card? Like, Nothing. the Grayson Waller thing would have been cool, but, I mean, yeah, he wasn't showing up for that. He wasn't showing up to wrestle.
1: Captain Solo with a $2 Superjet. Rhea Ripley was absolutely eye candy tonight. Yeah, she's a very attractive lady. I will give her that. You don't say... Uh... Hassan with a 199 and the reason why no media conference after the show because everybody's got to get go back to the states for Monday Night Raw you want them to wait even
0: longer okay I'm going to explain this to you because I have I won't, I have friends whatever you want to call them uh, they got out of Perth as soon as the show was over and they're hopping on a red eye to Honolulu and then they're all going to San Francisco to San Jose I believe so like it's hell right now for that's, them that's all the boys and girls crazy. Like that's... Leave, them, leave them be they need to get the hell out of there oh my god uh, Jack Glancy with
1: a $5 super. Job. Happy to see my fellow countryman Drew McIntyre get the praise he deserves for the past month. Paul getting him a new contract and push him to the sun. Hopefully, man, we'll see. But, yes, Drew's been killing it, and he's easily one of the best aspects, if not the best aspect of Monday Night Raw right now.
0: Thank you, guys. I appreciate the love. Only <laughs> kidding. Yes, Drew McIntyre, full heel, nasty. Uh, I don't care, Drew McIntyre. Dunkin' on CM Punk is where he needs to be. Uh, Captain Solo with a $5 super chat.
1: Bianca Belair is washed up as a baby face, and her character is uber boring. She's in serious need of a heel turn. What do y'all think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I've been saying that for months now, but I don't see them doing that because she's such a good PR uh, spokesman for the company. And she's got this new reality show, too, which would be kind of weird if she's a heel.
0: And the whole premise of the reality show is, like, showing you the hardships and yeah. how uh, tough it is to be not only a couple in be, but to travel. And they, I believe they want to have children. Like, that's the biggest yeah. aspect of the show, so. Uh, chaotic with a 499. They still didn't give us an answer, but a challenge
1: was laid down. I still want Cody, but, man, am I confused
0: on this creative. Everybody is. I'm confused, too, but you want to know what? I'm going to let it play out. I'm going to go play football, and then I'm going to have some cold beers afterwards. I you should do, do the same. If you don't drink. Just relax. Let it play out. I know it's overused, but let it play out.
1: Um, Joseph Gonzalez with the 499. The fact that Waller didn't help Austin when he was getting uh, double teamed makes me think that this was setting up Waller turning on theory. Uh, I don't think that's – it's a possibility, but I don't think that's the right move. I think them as a tag team – we were talking about the tag team division. I think them
0: as a pairing is actually very good. I like it too, but I have a funny feeling you could see them in a singles match at Mania, and it does again. Yeah love Styles. I love Knight. But those, you know, those two singles matches are, eh, to me. Hey. Sean Ray J with a $10 super chat. Liv
1: and Tiffany carried. I found it interesting. Liv pinned Tiffany and Bianca both involved in her match Friday. Also, she lost the chamber the same way she lost the Rumble. I think we are in for some LTB, long-term booking. Um, sure. They obviously got something with Liv. They like Liv, so I don't know what she's doing at WrestleMania, but... We'll figure it out. Maybe it's Liv Tiffany, and like Drew said, Bianca goes and teams with Naomi against Damage Control for the tag team titles.
0: Possibly. The only thing that I could guarantee coming out of this elimination chamber is the boys and girls all having jet lag because I've done it and it is brutal. I don't. I don't. uh, I think it's like eleven hour difference. It's brutal. That's ridiculous.
1: Uh, Eddie with a super chat. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, Hi, JD. Why the hell did they make Becky win the chamber? Her wrestling is okay, but she can't even cut a promo. Sending love to you and Drew from India. Thank you for the 100 rupees, Eddie. Uh, Becky won the chamber because the match with Rhea Ripley is the biggest possible WrestleMania match for that entire division, and there's no other ways about it. It's the biggest notch that Nia could put on her belt, beating
0: Becky right now.
1: Uh, Juan Castle with a 499 right here eating some Rocky Mountain pancakes. Watching the replay of the Chamber. Australia crowd is alive. There seems to be a mystery angle. Cody versus BL. What is BL? Bloodline. 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 Uh, I don't know. But some pancakes actually sounds good. Right, we'll we had that pancakes. One. We had steak. We had eggs and hash browns here. There you go. Vinny with a 199 theory is too good to get jobbed out 24-7. I agree, but he's got no character. we got to work on that. Blackwolf with a 10. Do you guys see Orton and KO in a triple threat match with Logan and Paul so he can retain the title and feud with LA Knight? Also, I'm predicting AJ Styles will win a world title this year. Um, We may get a triple threat. We could very well be on our way to a multi-man uh, I see all those guys getting getting involved. I don't think Triple H wants to leave anybody off the card like that, especially Kevin Owens after he main evented last year. And AJ Styles will not win a world title this year. I think he's done winning titles. Possibly. We'll see. I think I think AJ, out of all the people there that may have free agency coming up, I think AJ jumps ship and ends his career in AEW. Wow. That's my prediction. Oh, all
0: yeah. right. I like it. I got uh, Lexus King winning the NXT championship in four months, and you got AJ hey, Styles headed to AEW. Hey, I like it. Bold. There you go. Hush with a 499. This is why Roman has
1: to drop at WrestleMania. 50k stadium show and no men's world title match. My part timer
0: fatigue is at max level, but great show, you guys. Thank you, Hush. All right, so think about this for a second. Exactly what you said. WWE's drawing power overseas sold 50 thousand seats without even announcing a match. They just put Rhea and it was the two chamber matches. Like realistically, you knew you're getting both chamber matches and. You knew Cody and Rhea were going to be there. And they sold 50,000 tickets. Yeah. Just goes
1: to show you how hot WWE is and how starved that country was for uh, wrestling. So, yep. WWE is going to not give you what you think. And they're just going to do what they want. Uh, David with a four ninety nine, Piper in Portland. Punk in Chicago. MJF on Long Island. Then there's Tiffany in Perth. But the Money in the Bank briefcase is hers. Uh, yeah, I would say so.
0: Is Tiffany from Perth, Australia? No. No, right? No. So what would what, what we, I mean, I love you I guys. Guess, I guess because of the crowd the reaction that she
1: got. All right. Michelle with a two. If Orton is out hurt, who will be SmackDown's top face? I don't think he's hurt. I'm going with no, he's not
0: hurt. Even if he is right now, I mean, Cody's going to be their top face. Yes. And right now, LA night's still hot, so uh, he'll be Tiffany slaughtered. S- Tiffany Stratton's from Minnesota. Oh, look at that. Prior Lake. She was trained by Ken Anderson. I should know that. Sorry, Ken. I there apologize. You, there you go, man. Representing your uh,
1: your city proud. Uh, Phantom, thank you again for the $100 Super Chat. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, Phil with a 1999 Cody versus Rock Night 1, Cody versus Roman Night 2. If anyone is going to wrestle on both nights of WrestleMania, it would be Cody. I mean, he wrestled with a torn pack at Hell in a Cell. That tag never made sense to begin with. Thank you, Phil. Uh, Yeah, spot on. I think Cody will wrestle Rock on night one. I don't see that match taking place anywhere else but a WrestleMania. That's just me. Uh, RM Monster with a 499. Should Naomi join the bloodline to help her stand out, involve her in the eventual civil war as well to to manipulate Jimmy? People have been asking that since her uh, last go around at WWE, and they never followed up on it, so I'm not holding my breath. Black Wolf, Inc. with a 10. I believe the reason why Naomi was eliminated first was because the other women had more current storylines than her. I don't like that Bobby Lashley was first on Ninja History Month either, but hey. Careful. I don't even want to ask. Careful. Carlos Ortiz with a 499. The Liv stands were so mad that Liv Morgan lost the chamber and were wishing death on Becky's daughter. Some people are pathetic. Was this a real thing? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Why? She was never meant to win it. Stop. The sun is out. Go take a walk. El Mulatto with a 999. Lashley Spear was like Goldberg spearing Jericho in the pot in 2003. Thank you, Mulatto. We just talked about that. Gunther told Sports Illustrated in 2022 his dream match was he wanted John Cena. Well, who does it? I mean... John should be chasing number 17. That's the only story left for him to tell. Ryan Owens with a $5 SuperJet. Celebrating my birthday today and not happy, Randy downgraded to a possible U.S. title match and L.A. Knight still can't get a title chance at Mania. But who's to say he's not? Yeah. He may be involved. George with a 5. As an early bird who always watches your replays, so I just wanted to take this rare opportunity to say thanks to both of you for your passion and insight. George, thank you for being here, brother. Thank you. El Mulatto with a 499. Goldberg Spear was in SummerSlam 2003, which was also Randy's first ever Elimination Chamber appearance. Thank you, Mulatto. Yes. Thank you. Edward Liu with a 30. With hindsight, should LA Knight have replaced Styles versus Roman? Knight star being stagnated, and I think he should have risen gradually instead. Yeah, I never agreed with LA Knight taking on Roman Reigns at... Uh, the last Audi show. I didn't like it. That's just me, though. But Styles was hurt. There was some sort of injury with Styles, so that's why that match didn't take place. Otherwise, I do think that would have been the, the plan. Errol Assassin with a 199. Have a bad feeling they'll turn Seth heel at WrestleMania. It's a prediction, man. We'll see. It could. Black Wolf with a 10. Do you guys remember what led to Chris Jericho having career resurgence in 2016? He beat AJ Styles in a nothing match. Edge beat AJ, which led to Judgment Day. AJ gets his big run this year. Bet. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'd like AJ to got to get more of an uh, priority and opportunity, but I just don't see it happen. Maybe maybe the storyline with the OC goes somewhere. I don't know. Not really holding my breath for that one either. Uh, John Owens with a 199. Naomi came back for that. I feel bad for her. Don't. I'm sure she got paid. Much more than what she was being paid last go. Vinny with a 199. Tiffy, top of me. Yeah. She's great. Y'all Chris, are thirsty
0: as hell right now. Ridiculous.
1: Chris Tiger Harris with a 2 Super Jet. JD giving Naya her flowers. Andrew is Dr.
0: Phil for real. Damn, just because Dr. Phil's bald doesn't mean I'm Dr. <laughs> Phil. Damn. <laughs> Yeah. We got people talking about crayons. People want to touch your danger zone. Got, oh what is God. happening? Here? I, I don't know, man. Um,
1: Who else do we got here? Chris with a 499. What's up, JD Drew? Do we get Cody versus Rock night one? If so, Cody beats Rock and Roman. Cody did say he will take everything from Roman. Yeah, if Cody's wrestling Rock, he will win on night one for sure. That
0: That would be something for Cody, man.
1: Going all in. I mean, they're going all in on him. You could see why. Uh, Deontay with a 4.99 Nia Jax early candidate for 2024 most improved wrestler. Bro, we're, we're not even through February yet. Give it, give it, give it some time. Please. JD, I got to. Can you guys stop, please? Like, you're trying <laughs> to get.
0: <laughs> that, man, that, that, I that... Gave,
1: my, gave my praise, man. What else do you want? You're pulling my
0: fucking arm here. That super chat, but. the the other ones that are coming in here like you're trying to get jd to say something that i'm not going to allow him nor will grim or rage allow him to say either because he's just trying to be nice and get through all of your super chats but don't mistake my kindness for weakness especially with his two enough i see it i'm not blind he will never say that even if he's trying to rattle these off he's not saying what you're trying to get him to say okay
1: Oh god. Uh Adam with a six ninety nine. Great show, Drew and J D, aka Google search engine of the IWC. Drew, I know you mentioned tag titles are made, but can you see trios titles being made for WWE? Yeah? Trios titles?
0: No. No. AEW's okay. got trios titles. Where are they? AEW's got titles for days of the week. Fuck out of here. RM
1: Monster with a 199. Cody Crybabies versus Rocky Rejects on night one. Certainly looks like it. Gabriel Boss, 25. Drew, why is even a thought in your opinion that Cody might be screwed again at WrestleMania? History cannot repeat itself. WrestleMania 40 ends the same, in the same vibe as WrestleMania 30.
0: You know why? Because sometimes I like to watch the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, usually, I I'm, usually I'm that way, but not this year.
0: No, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, um, it, would, it would upset, a large mass, but it also like makes them invest more, like because people hate watch the product anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Jason Parker with a five dollar super chat. I woke up at four thirty-five a.m. and watched it
1: live. I thought it wasn't worth it. My sleep schedule is out the window now. Yeah, everybody else as well, man.
0: Thank well, you, Guardian. I saw you deleted it too. Thank you,
1: uh, Sonny Singh. Thank you, brother, with the one hundred in UK. Uh, hello, guys. I just came by to say hello. Dubai is hot. I've been going indoors to cool down, but my girlfriend Wednesday just loves the heat and cold. Sunny. Well, hopefully you're enjoying your vacation in Dubai, brother. What the fuck are you doing over here? Thank you. Go enjoy. Kal-El with a $10 super chat. I was so impressed with Nia Jackson. I enjoyed the match over the entire show, but I enjoyed the entire show. And yes, I was up this morning. Jay-Z and Drew are great as usual. Much love, and Mustangs rule. Thank you, Kal-El.
0: I'm more of an F-150 Raptor guy myself, yeah. but Mustangs are all right. Keep that in mind for the new intro, guys.
1: Uh, Ali with a 499. Hey, J.D., do you ever, do you ever see, like, Braun Breaker crossing past with Judgment Day, even though that Braun is on SmackDown having him feud with Dominic? Just saying. Uh, Ali, I think Braun Breaker is going to be paired with Paul Heyman uh, sooner rather than later. and He's going to be the next big thing in WWE. Pun intended. Damian Ellington with a 499. Question for Drew. Since you know a lot about behind-the-scenes stuff, why does AEW get away with profanity, but WWE, even on pay-per-view, are quick to
0: censor? Publicly traded company. Numerous sponsors they don't want to lose. And uh, all about the money. Here comes the money.
1: Anthony with a 499. Hey, J.D. Drew, love you guys. Besides Bray in the Hall of Fame, who are your
0: top three other inductees, and what do you think of Stallone's rumor for Mania? Stallone makes sense. I said on a couple of shows that Cody getting the Rocky treatment makes sense. Yeah. Guys, the crayon comment was a joke. I'm just making a joke about how soft people are. Y'all don't have to go after the guy who made the crayon comment. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Um, right
1: in the Hall of Fame, I could see it. Paul Heyman
0: in the Hall of Fame. Paul Heyman for sure. It's Philadelphia. And Tommy Dreamer, like-
1: Sandman, one of those guys maybe, you know, the ECW. Maybe
0: t- Sabu. Maybe. No.
1: No. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Chris Tiger-Harris with a $5 SuperJet. For Drew, can you see MLB doing a free agency deadline since it takes forever for players to sign?
0: No. The collective bargaining agreement won't allow that. No way.
1: Uh, Blacks Bro with a four ninety nine. Is it just me or you guys feel it? But these stadiums for crowds are not it for me. It makes the crowd feel lifeless and no reaction. Well... Uh, they are open-air stadiums, bro. It was open. I mean, the crowd is going to be uh, a little bit less than if it was an enclosed space. I'm going to be rude here, but
0: nobody cares about what you or I think. They just won 50,000 <laughs> butts. Yeah. And ass every 18 inches, my man. They don't care what you or I think. Clone Force with a 199. I got Yeet and Punk 2011 shirt at Raw. Oh, well,
1: there you go. Congratulations, I guess. Uh, Phil with a 499. As predictable as this show may have been, WWE did their job as they planted a ton of seeds. for WrestleMania 40 while making big matches official. Hope all is well. Phil, thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, there was uh, a little clarity, some clarity coming out of this show, which is uh, all we could really ask for. It's going to be an interesting next five weeks. Clone Force with a 199. U.S. title ladder match, and Randy Orton is okay, or is Randy Orton okay? I'm worried. I think he's fine. I don't know why people are really harping
0: on this. I don't see it being a major issue. I because i said something i said he was laboring maybe he sold maybe he worked me really really good i don't know my eyes normally good maybe maybe i got worked guys it was early okay maybe i got worked too uh rooney from pond country 199 i'm not reading
1: that comment because it's a little rooney! it's
0: a little sus
1: so uh thank you uh, for your generosity rooney for the 199 yeah
0: if we don't get a ferris bueller's rooney we're not doing it right no. rooney
1: the grand illuminist with a five dollar super chat it was so nice to see the american nightmare and the Velveteen nightmare together No I mean I seen Drew mention this on Twitter He did not take inspiration From Patrick Clark Drew who did he take inspiration from Prince. Seth Rollins Fucking
0: Prince. Guys, and, he also had,
1: and he also had Lita pants on. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing how clueless The wrestling fans Oh look, he's got the Velveteen Dream look Like Dream invented that Fuck out of here Where do you think Dream's gimmick came from Prince God man uh, kal L, Hey, J.D., are you Mustangs manuals or automatics? They are automatics. I can't drive stick. Sorry. Ugh. Uh Mark Elaine. Message was deleted by hologram. I guess he got to it before I could read it. Okay. Yeah, no, no. No, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. No, no. okay. Travel through cuisine with a $5 Super Jack. Cody will lose at Mania. Rock and Roman will leave Cody bloodied, and that's how mania ends. Man, you just want you just want major anger coming out of Philadelphia, huh? No. And Ron McCoy with a 199, and he leaves no mess. And that's it. Thanks, Ron. Hooligrim says Jimi Hendrix.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Jimmy I mean, Hen- it was probably a, a bunch of different things, yeah. but, I mean, Prince was definitely part of that inspiration. But, you know, it was inspiring to have damn near 3,000 people in here, J.D. Yeah, I know. Metalhead for Life, 26 months. You guys are the greatest, always perfect
1: show. Thank you, Metalhead. Gabriel Boss with a 25. Nia Jax has two good matches in 2024. Kudos to her. Before this, I can only remember one good Nia match. And I'll give you one guess, guess, J.D. She's all elite. Uh, Mercedes? Yeah, Mercedes and Nia had decent matches, but that's uh, in the past. Becky just had a
0: a good match with her a couple weeks back on Raw. Yeah, Nia's really working her tail off. I give her a lot of credit.
1: Guys, that's all we got for you, man. Two hours we spent with you this afternoon after being up at 4.30 in the morning. I don't know what more you want from us, but uh, you may see me tomorrow with some news. You'll see Drew and I on Tuesday for episode
0: 37 of Tuesday's Night Titans. Uh, Drew, any uh, parting words before I get the hell out of here? I know a lot of you are upset about Seth Rollins not being involved in... Or excuse me, I'm sorry. I just gave away what it was. Bronson Reed not being involved... Yep. at the elimination chamber but i believe if reports are correct we just make sure um he said he if,
1: wanted a championship and it looks like you might have wrestled Rollins if he didn't get hurt right
0: yeah exactly yeah. right it's supposed to be Seth Rollins and Bronson Reed so there you go um uh, parting words guys enjoy what you enjoy love what you love but uh make sure you make time for those that matter and uh enjoy your weekend i thank you all for joining us Uh, Fun Shorts with the
1: 199. J.D., how's your cat doing? Love you, bro She's doing a lot better today She actually came up from the basement Started eating some solid food And uh, she slept with me in bed all night So that is a huge turnaround uh, After spending three nights in the basement All by herself Uh, Thank you, Fun Shorts And Cal L With a $2 super chat I'm so disappointed in you, J.D. Love you, though Listen, bro, I don't drive stick What the fuck do you want from me, man? Nobody ever taught me He knows his
0: limitations. He knows his
1: limitations. Nothing wrong with the Dark Horse being automatic. Still going to want to get inside and take a ride anyway, so it don't matter. Anyway, guys, thank you so very much. I will see you probably tomorrow with something. Uh, I'll see you live from Monday Night Raw, and then Drew and I will be here live again with you on Tuesday Night Titans. We are now officially on the road to Wrestlemania and we got you covered on Tuesday night guys thank you for a great stream 3000 in here 1100 plus likes thank you for the super chat love and we will see you all on Tuesday night for episode 37 see you guys later